Four. This is one more. Welcome to episode 43 of Otra Por Favor. Otra Por Favor. How y'all doing today? <laughs> doing good, man. I feel like uh, we've done this before. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's up. In a, in a, hey, you know, uh, Doctor Strange is going to come out with a new movie, so the whole multiverse of madness thing oh, is where it flies. The new Thor. The new Thor. Uh, that was, I saw that, that new promotion. I'm, I'm a Marvel fan, and I'm looking forward to that one. Um, first of all, how, how are you guys doing today? I'm good. Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Good, good. Um, it could have been a good week, but Austin FC, you know, like you said earlier, <laughs> shed the bed. <laughs> shed the bed. They lost two to one in overtime, and they just got super cocky. Knocked out of the uh, U.S. Open Cup, which they should have not. You know, at least to like the semifinal, quarterfinals. Right, right. David, David versus Goliath. David that, came that with that sling and thumb my coat. Yeah, yeah. It definitely. Uh, Humbles the uh, the team and the fan base, but it's something that we gotta take take with stride and move on. Uh, we learn we every learn. every year it gets better. I think yeah. right. This is only year yeah, two, for sure. right? right year right. two of FC AFC. for sure. Yeah, but we're happy now to be joined by Daniel Nacosa, owner and founder of Lift ATX, Eastside Community That's Gym right. here local to Austin, Texas, doing his thing. Um, and booming and i can't wait to get into your story man welcome to the podcast yeah and uh for me it's you know i appreciate you coming uh, you're the the man with the concept that became a reality um and then you talked about onions and peeling the onions yes. so yeah. uh <laughs> I, I appreciate you having me uh i appreciate y'all having me as a guest you know i love i i'm blessed with the gym that 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 we started there in the in the heart of the east side, and I love talking about it. So nice, nice. Thank and, you for the platform. And before we get started on the gym, we want to get to know you more. We want to get to know you as a person, where you're from originally. So can you let us know where you're from, and uh, when did you move to Austin? Yeah, uh, I was born and raised in uh, South Texas, Corpus Christi, Texas. Uh, single parent home, raised by my mom, my grandma, my great-grandma, my aunt. Uh, it was a full house, uh, rough neighborhood, poor, poorest neighborhood in Corpus Christi. Um, but I didn't know that we were poor. You know what I mean? There was a lot of, there was a lot of love in the house. Filled with love. Filled with love. Uh, even my mom sacrificed to, to provide everything for me, my brother, my sister. Uh, you don't really realize that stuff until you get older. Mm -hmm. Uh, so, but it came from a house of love. And as soon as I graduated high school, uh, I went to Moody high school in Corpus, played baseball there. And like, that was kind of, was involved in sports my whole life. And then as soon as I graduated, I knew I needed to leave Corpus. I knew I wanted to leave Corpus. And maybe not need, but I knew that I wanted to get out of Corpus. Right. Moved to Austin, go to school, went to UT, and made Austin home. Uh, lived at Jester West, fourth floor, uh, hey, for two for two years. Two years in a row. It was a whole thing. Like, you get into your dorm room, not knowing what your roommate's going to be or who it's going to be. Wow. Yeah, it's like the whole, the whole college experience. <laughs> so it was wild, man. It was crazy. And then the first year was dope, right? You're 18, living in the dorms. Like, it's a co-ed dorm, so you're just like... Holy crap, this is crazy. You but study and don't worry about partying or anything oh, man, like that. Oh, man, I did a fair share of partying. <laughs> I was a terrible college student. Yeah, same here, man. Unfortunately, man, I was a terrible college student. And I'm a smart guy. Like, I did well in high school, but fuck. <laughs> but uh, so, like, after the first year, first year was fun, you know, and then the second year I was over because I stayed in the same room mm -hmm. the second year. I was like, I'm done. So then I moved 
of course, like all your homies and your friends, we get we get a house together. Of course. You know? And back at that time, it's Austin 2022. Back at that time, it's 2001, 2002, where you could get a room for like 350, 400 bucks a month, right? So like, mm-hmm. the, so yeah. that's a whole other story too. But anyway, so. you couldn't get a shoebox. Yeah, I know it's now. crazy. So uh, <laughs> then I moved to the east side, and then since then I never left the east side. So I've lived in the east side of Austin for 20, 21 years, okay. 20, 20 plus years. Uh, it's the only community I know in Austin. Mm-hmm. It's the only community that I kind of fuck with in Austin. Uh, don't worry, I love Austin as a whole. I love it's a beautiful city. It's changed. Right, right, it's right. changed a lot. Mm-hmm. And I've lived in Austin longer than I lived in Corpus, obviously. Um, but yeah, so I knew that if TXTX needed to be in, in East Austin, I wanted it to be no matter how much we needed to sacrifice. It needed to be there. And now we're here. And yeah, that's a little bit of me, I guess, where I'm from. Yeah. Nice, nice. How, um, like, the neighborhood you grew up in, um, in Corpus, so you moved to Austin in college. Yeah. And then in Corpus, how was... How was that like for you growing up there? Uh, I know, you, like, eventually you wanted to get out of there, but yeah. for you, like, what was you know your experience? No, I grew up in the in the in the west side of Corpus Christi, Texas, which is the uh, more poor side of mm-hmm. more, uh, yeah, definitely a more poor side of Corpus. But I didn't realize we were poor. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that we, you know, we my parents sacrificed, you know, every nickel and dime to provide everything for me, my brother, my sister. And my cousins and my nephews, you know, like mm-hmm. um, growing up as a single parent home, you know, in a single parent home, dad was dad wasn't in the picture, you know, like he just wasn't for me. So like grandpa stepped in, I had Theos that stepped in, and they did a great job. So like there was a lot of love in my house, mm-hmm. um, but you don't really realize like the financial status of your family until you kind of get older, you know. But there was a lot of love that was involved in a lot in in, in a lot of sports since I was like four or five years old playing baseball and like. And I think my mom knew and my family knew that that's what needed to happen in order to get to stay out of the streets, you know, mm-hmm. because our neighborhood mm-hmm. was bad, man. It was gang infested. Yeah. And it yeah. was I mean, there's a lot of neighborhoods in many cities in right. in Texas that are the same way. And, and I sure. lived in that neighborhood, but I was always too busy and involved with stuff right. to like to like me get into that, you know, get into all that negative stuff mm-hmm. that happens in, in your neighborhood. And there was a lot of love and support from my from my parents, from my mom, my grandma. I mean, they made it to every game that they tried to make it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was great. Like I, there was a, just a lot of love, and we grew up poor. Like we grew up in the in a poor neighborhood, in a rough neighborhood, in a gang infested neighborhood. And but um, I think again, like I didn't realize that we were until I got older and got like into college and mm-hmm. stuff because there was right. always support and love. That's good. That's good. I, I think a lot of the times, whenever you grow up in a, you know, like. In a not the you know like in, a, in a, an environment where like financially you struggle, yeah. but then you have this part where you know you're filled with love. You don't really get to see it until you get older. You were saying a lot of that, and then you start seeing kids with new shoes, or kids yeah. with you know, and and that kind of like that helps mold the character. Um, and what were you gonna say, Kobe? No, I was just gonna say that your story really resonates with I think with a lot of our mm-hmm. a lot of us, a lot of our audience, a lot of our uh, peers and. It's just kind of inspiring to hear that that you came from that similar background. Um, I, I was kind of wondering what uh, you say at some point you were you, you were driven to uh, sports, right? As yeah, as, as no, sports was like 
sports was everything growing up as a kid. That's right. kind of all. But I was also really like into 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 books, and I was like a smart kid, and like right. I was one of those kids, and a lot of y'all can probably relate. Like I was one of those kids that never wanted to miss school, never wanted to be late, always needed to have that perfect <laughs> attendance. Yeah, like you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah. I, I always wanted to like be the smart kid in the in in the in the class, and I always mm-hmm. for whatever reason. I was always driven to kind of be the best, like for whatever reason. And mm. and whether it be in school and baseball, like baseball was kind of like my sport, like my my our area of town that we grew up in, like baseball was it. Mm-hmm. Like in South Texas, you, right. you played that's baseball. That's the sport. Yeah, that's yeah. the sport. And uh, and there was just a lot of, I, I, sur- I was surrounded by a lot of influences and a lot of positive role models, mm-hmm. meeting coaches and teachers, and I really loved that. And, mm-hmm. and that really shaped a lot of sort of like my attitude and my drive and like to just like do better. You know what I mean? You say that you, at one point you knew you needed a, to, to move out, to yeah. go somewhere else. What, what, what was that push or what made you realize that? Yeah, no, it's, it's, that's a, it's a very good question. Um, I think I got to a point when, when you're like in high school, I mean, you're 16, 17, 18, you're getting ready to graduate. You're getting like, you just kind of, get this idea of like wanting to see what is outside your mm-hmm. city. Like, and a lot of people don't have that. A lot of mm-hmm. people are completely fine and safe living in their little bubble and never, mm-hmm. I mean, I also taught here in Austin for 20 years. So wow. I taught middle school, high school and coached for 20 years. Mm-hmm. And there are students that I, that I've taught for years and years that have never, that don't know that we have a beautiful town lake that don't know that we have these amazing, beautiful areas in the city because yeah. they're just stuck uh, or they have nobody to show them and, and expose them to those things. <laughs> so, like, at a very young age, like, I just knew that I was like, there's, I've seen enough of this city. Mm-hmm. Like, if I really want to better myself, if I really want to. And I also always, like, I, I had big goals of wanting to, like, do something really big with my life. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think my city's going to be able to offer that to me. And I don't want to. I'm not, like, knocking on any of my homies from that back town. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I want to make new friends. And I want to, like, see what's out there. Right. And, and I, and at that time I visited UT a few times and like one of the things that, and remember this is the early 2000s, things mm-hmm. have changed a little bit, mm-hmm. but visiting the UT campus, I really liked the diversity of it. Like it was a big culture shock mm-hmm. and it was a little bit scary because all of a sudden you're just like surrounded by all these different cultures and people from different backgrounds. And I really liked that. Mm-hmm. It was terrifying, but also very, very, uh, very, very cool to like, and, and like, I don't know. It was just time to make a move. I just kind of knew that, yeah. like, I, I was gonna end up in, in a in the same rut if I would have stayed there. Yeah, you know. No, I, I owe a lot to like my views and my morals and my beliefs to like leaving, like you know, like right. living living in Austin for so long really shaped mm-hmm. a lot of my views and a lot of my personality mm-hmm. traits that I hold dear to my heart. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I I have a, a similar. So I I was born in Mexico City, and then beautiful city. It's one uh, of my favorite places to go. There we go. Yeah, man, seriously. <laughs> and, and then uh, we went, uh, we ended up going to California, and then from California, went back to Mexico and moved to Galveston. And I, you go, like, I'm a teenager, and I go from the biggest city, in the second biggest city in the world, or, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world, to Galveston. Coast, coast town. And it was, Co- for me, it was like a culture shock. Yeah. I, I, I was just like... Man, this is it. Like, it's a small island. There's not enough. Um, so during high school, my I, I was like, you know what? I'm going to focus on high, like in school, graduate from high school. Because I already had repeated like ninth grade three times. So, uh, 
and and a lot of it was just like stuff that happened like like my family and stuff so a lot of it was just like uh all right i'm gonna go to, i'm gonna go to you know go to texas finish high school and then after that i'm gonna graduate and go to college like for me that was it and like and if i go to college then for sure i'm gonna push myself to get out of galveston by doing that so my plan was like okay just focus on focus on high school focus on high school yeah. high school and then after that um i graduated from high school i started going to like the community college there and then after that like you know what okay now you have to go transfer to university so for me the the only access i would have was just the university of houston clear lake and but i knew i wanted to do that so before i transferred i would go every weekend and just drive to houston uh, used yeah. to go have like lunch or dinner or whatever for houston, and then come back uh home. yeah so so I would say, like, I had something similar where, for me, education and seeing something more than just, like, there's nothing wrong with living in Galveston, but I knew that wasn't it for me. Yeah, I needed more, man. I needed more exposure to just the world, I think. What, and it, what your, your story reminds me of something. So, like, you know, I was, I was a really good high school student. I was a really smart mm -hmm. kid. Like, mm -hmm. growing up, elementary, middle school, I was, you know, top 10 type stuff. You know, like, my, I was the one that my mom never needed to worry about, right? right. Like, <laughs> nice. I, I brought, you know, peace to them, you know, like, straight A's, all that stuff. And when you're, like, your sophomore, junior year, you're starting to get that seed planted about college, right? About what are you going to do after high school? And I just thought that, like, it was going to happen. Like, you yeah. just go to college. Like, you... I'm I'm kind of clueless as to how you're going to get there, but, like, that's just something that you did. Like, you graduate and you go to college. And I'll never forget this. Like, my senior year... You know, all these amazing things are happening to me. I'm getting ready. I'm getting, I'm trying to pick, like, what school I'm going to go to. And, like, yeah, I'm looking, going to college visits. And then I re I'll never forget this. My mom pulls me aside, like, just one day. Mm -hmm. And she's like, Mijo, like, I just, we don't have any savings for your college. Mm -hmm. right, like, right, it right. was that kind of conversation. Because I just kind of assumed that, like, all right, this just happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the next step after high school. Not ever taking into account like uh, the finances of it, never yeah. ever. And then I remember that conversation, and she 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 was like, "Mijo, like you, we gotta figure out a way." But she always said, "We'll figure out a way." Mm -hmm. Like we'll figure out a way. That's what she would always tell me. We'll make sacrifices. We'll figure out a way. But I remember that conversation because she was like, "You need to start looking into as many scholarships as you can, <laughs> and financial oh, yeah. and financial aid." That was a good advice. And, oh and, yeah. And when you, what's funny about like that process. And it reminds me, it's like when you start to fill out your financial aid form, it asks for your parents' income, right? Mm -hmm. it, that's like one of the things that it asks for. So mm -hmm. I never had, I never, like, that was just information that you didn't know as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like from my mom, being a single parent, she was an x-ray tech or worked at a hospital for 30-something years, right? And, like, it was that moment when we started filling out those financial forms. It was funny. I was like, oh, shit, mom, that's how much you're making? Yeah. I'm like, what? Like, wow. Like, it just puts a whole different perspective as to, like, the struggle, and a lot of people don't have any – there's a lot of people in this world that have no idea what that struggle is or mm -hmm. have no no clue as to what it's like to really struggle in life. But, like, she made it happen, man. Like, she she sacrificed every nickel and dime, and we put shit on Leadway every fucking summer to get me school. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But at that time, we didn't think anything of it because it was just all love. It was all man, support. Kudos to your good. mom. Yeah, props, yeah. Props to your family. And yeah. speaking yeah. of Spe Mother's Day, it's coming up. Especially so. It's coming up. It's um, coming up. Dude, your story uh, really touches – touches home to me man because you know i'm, I'm i born, i was born and raised in houston texas and i went to ut as well yeah. and that that high school uh, college transition uh coming from houston was a little bit different for me because i came i came to uh, ut in 2009 and when i got to ut um 
coming from Houston, I felt like I left a very, very diverse place yes. and came to like a like a, a place that was more white. Yes. No, no, no. I and agree. Maybe it was my college, too, because I went to the School of Architecture and it was yeah. like I was one of the only brown kids there. But um, it was just wild to think of like. But when I when I started to kind of explore Austin and, and explore its communities, I found out I found the East Side, and I, yeah. for me, the East Side always felt more akin to home, more to like Houston, home. northeast northeast side of Houston, where I'm from, and uh, so that's kind of what helped me assimilate to to that transition a little bit better. And another thing of your story, so um, that conversation you had with your with your with your mother about finances, I feel like that's a conversation that many many kids have yeah. that are thinking about college that don't realize it and then i remember doing plenty and plenty of scholarship forms and like really starting to understand how much uh dollars were stretching in my family for sure yeah and and you get to like you get a sense of those sacrifices and perspective from your family yeah and actually it's kind of a side story i just came back from a trip to el salvador uh where my mom's from um this past week i was there for a week and that even took me further back to, to think of like the amount of sacrifices that her and her family have made to come to the, to come to the U.S. Um, and pr- you know, basically provide a better future for their future generations. Yeah. So it's cool to hear your story, man. I'm, yeah. I'm actually uh, really interested to hear um, of some of the challenges that you faced when you were when you were in college and that experience and kind of what led you to your young yeah challenges uh, and changes. So like me and my wife, I got my I got my MBA from U of H. I uh, got my master's at U of H, all and right, my wife right. got her PhD from U of H. So yeah, yeah. So like, uh, the only time nice. we ever left Austin was mm-hmm. for the two years that we went to go pursue our graduate degrees. Right on. And we lived, we lived uh, uh, two eighty eight in Chenevert, like right across from Axelrad. Like I guess that's the Montrose area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that's a good uh, ton yeah. of town. So yeah. like, yeah, there's a lot so of like, cool stuff around yeah. there. Yeah. So like, Houston's my second home. I got a lot of love from Houston. Like, and. Now, like fast forward, like that was in 2017, 2018, whenever we lived there for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But we can go on and on about the diversity differences between Houston oh, and yeah. Austin because, mm-hmm. like, I love Houston to my soul because mm-hmm. when I was there, and we can talk about the food and oh, we can yeah. talk about the culture and we can talk about the diversity. And then when I when you when I come back home to Austin, it's like, man, Austin used to be that. There used to be, yeah. which is why I fuck mm-hmm. with and I care so much about the East Side because yeah. that's like to me, that's the last of like the gente, the last of my home, the mm-hmm. last of like what feels like I, I feel part of. You know what right. I mean? And I, and I'm not knocking any other parts of Austin. It's just like that's what I know. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. the only area that I that I've lived in that I know. Um, but yeah, so you ask about challenges and, and yeah, man, college is. College was awakening, man. Yeah. Like, as smart of a kid as you think you are, and as and, 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 and as many <laughs> and as many results as you oh, as man. you got in high school, like, yo, college will humble your ass. Yeah, like, yeah. It, it definitely humbled my ass. It I, did too. I definitely <laughs> dealt with a lot of imposter syndrome. And oh my life. god! Like, I mean, yeah. let's be, I mean, let's just be for me. I'm gonna be completely honest. It took me ten years to get my undergrad. Like, it took me ten years because like I I effed up and then I like, took some time off and got into the workforce and then mm-hmm. like. You get caught up in the in working and working and making money that you start to neglect education, right. and then it took like my wife and like my my mentors to be like, all right, it's time for you to finish. Right? So, yeah, it's time, time for you to, to finish. Back. You're, gonna, uh, you're gonna hit a glass ceiling, right. and you're not gonna be able to make X amount more money. It's like yeah. you gotta yeah. step yeah. it up. So uh, in yeah. those ten years, did you ever switch careers, or was it just the same? Yeah, no. So like, well, interesting what happened. So like, like I said, I was in education for twenty something years, mm-hmm. and. 
my first educational job was with AmeriCorps. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of it. AmeriCorps basically mm-hmm. places college students in different campuses that are of need. And mm-hmm. they basically, you help students that are the most in need, right? So that was like my first sort of foot in the door of education. And I found that I loved it. And I found that it was easy for me, mm-hmm. like working with students. And then from there, um, I, I joined a Latino organization at UT. Uh, shout out OD5, Omega Delta Phi. Hey, shout out OD5. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and between, you know, like between that organization, you get to, you, you're able to like network with people right. that are already in the workforce. And like one of our brothers had, had a, a wife that was a principal of a school and they needed subs or they needed tutors. I was mm-hmm. like, well, let me go there now. My time with AmeriCorps was done. Let me get in the school system. Mm-hmm. So then, so yeah, like my whole career has been in education, but okay. I loved it. Like, I was able to like coach. I was able to like change, you know, help help these young youthful kids who share similar stories as I do. Mm-hmm. I was a, I was able to like uh, help them, you know, because I could relate to them. And then that, and then I did that for twenty something years. You know, I was an athletic director for about eight nine years, and I literally worked with only schools in the East Side. So I, I'm really, if you don't know what my gyms like, it's a very community driven mm-hmm. gym. Like right, I do. Right, right. I'm a community person first versus like the gym owner. And I'm not your typical gym owner. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just not because I put the priority in the community that I serve, meaning like the area that the gym is located, like Mm -hmm. not just the community within the gym, Mm -hmm. but where we're located, like the services that we're providing for our community. And that's always been a priority for me always. And it will continue to be a priority for me because I don't want the East Austin to be completely gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. you kind of get what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, no, it, I mean, it, it, we it, could it. talk about gentrification. We can talk about everything that's happened and for how sure. much beautiful things that has happened with the city. But um, at least for me, I'm trying to make one last effort to keep something that people can be mm-hmm. very proud of. And for like the last of the gente to be like the gente to be like that's owned by a Latino. Like I'm gonna go support mm-hmm. that, and we're gonna be doing good special things for the community that we're in. You know, so. That's we kind of went on a tangent. My bad. No, no it's no, all no, good. No, 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 I mean it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, and so let's let's before we go into the the last lift of the X part, uh, the Houston and you said something that a lot of people when it comes up to you know Austin, Houston, Dallas, they always want to. There's a fight, and you know there's a, for me. I feel the same way about Houston, where I also have love for it because I, I lived there for for a couple of years, and I've gone there. Many several weekends and party to have a good time. Oh, I love Ace Town. <laughs> I love and Ace Town. Shout out to all hey, my homies in yeah, Houston. Yeah, there we go. I, I fucking love Ace Town. <laughs> and and I, I, for me, it's it's um, it, it's I've always yeah. told myself if if I don't make it here, I'm gonna make it over there. Yeah. Of course. Or if I don't make it over there, I'll go to California. <laughs> but but um, but what, one thing that like say you were saying is Houston and, and the similarities is just. I mean, what you found in East Austin and Houston is very similar. I mean, a lot of it, it's it's so similar. For me, it's when you when you go like South Houston, Pasadena, a little more, I would say east of the downtown area, that's very similar to the east of Austin area. Yeah. And now when we cross to like I-35 into Montrose and a little more that, then that's a little more of a, you know, North Austin Industrial part, and then as you get out, and you know everything's very similar I, to Round Rock. Ito, I tell you, Segundo Barrio. That's oh, like that's yeah. like that's like well, because that was like, <laughs> where the gym that I went to in Houston yeah, yeah. was located there. Yeah, you and know. like that's where I found like my community. Of course, and that and and I'm not gonna lie that that had a huge influence on the startup of Lift ATX, just because. Uh, 
man, like I was just very much influenced by that area that I used to spend so much time in working out in East, in East, in, in Edo. That's awesome, man. So talk to me about that area. So it's a walk, I imagine a walkable community. You went to community gym. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was in school. I was at UH getting my MBA and I was like, we needed to find, I needed to find a gym. And what's funny is, uh, we went there just for school. Like mm-hmm. I got like some like job that I could do like whenever I wanted just right. because like, the focus, yep. the focus was to finish school mm-hmm. and knowing my ass as a student, I needed to <laughs> devote a lot of time. I mean, it's just facts. Like knowing how I am. I He's in that 10 years. Anyway. Yeah, I know. So like I needed all the help I can get. So like, um, but anyways, the first like six months I was working out, I was working out at LA Fitness on Westheimer, like the uh, fancy like yeah. Lambos, Porsches, like you go in there, yeah. and I'm like this big tattooed Mexican, so they'd be thinking I was the help and shit. So, like, <laughs> so it, I did that for like six months, and then like a friend of mine that I went to high school with, uh, shout out to Danny, I'm gonna tag him on this because he, there you go, I'm gonna tag him hey, on shout this. Shout out Danny, shout out to Danny. <laughs> He, uh, uh, perfect painters in Ace Town. That's my homie. Perfect so, painters. Perfect. Danny, <laughs> out of the blue, is like, yo, Daniel, like, uh, we play football together. Gotcha. Like, yo, you're in Houston, man. Like, like he was trying, he was getting into fitness. Like, he was, like, working out. And mm-hmm. I was really into fitness and working out. Like, I became, my time in Houston is when I became obsessed with, like, this Your fitness, fitness journey kind fitness, of thing. Yeah. That's when it happened. When it I, I'd always, like, worked out. And I've always was an athlete. But in, in regards to, like, fitness and health, mm-hmm. That's when it happened in Houston. I literally was obsessed because I had time to commit myself to it. And then I just had the other time it was spent in school. Anyway, Danny texted me, yo, you're in, you're in Houston, man. Like he lives in, he's, he's been living there forever. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, I see you working out all the time. Like I want to work out with you. I was like, yo, come to, come to LA Fitness. I'll get you a day pass, whatever. And he, and he did that like twice, right? And right, it was right. just bougie. I, <laughs> It's the mo- it was the it was probably the most bougiest. You were like, it's some bullshit. Yeah, look, look at this. What you look like? It's just, but it was dope. I mean, they had everything that a gym needs. Like it was, right. it was just a fucking different vibe. Right. And then he tells me after like the second workout I do with him, he's like, "Yo, I want you to come to my gym. Like, come to my gym that I go to." I was like, "All right, cool. Like, I, I'm new to Houston. Yeah, I fuck with it. Let's go." He's like, and, he, and then we meet up. He's like, "All right, come to my gym. Come to my. All right, cool. We meet up. He's like, and shout out to Be Fit." That was my home gym right there in Edo. There you go. He's like, come to B-Fit. I was like, all right, cool. I met, I went to B-Fit, and I was like, oh, like, this is where I belong. Right. Like, the owner was dope. Shout out to Edgar, who's opening a new gym in Houston. Like, oh, nice. The gente, like, it was, it was awesome. And it was everything that I needed. And I was like, this is awesome. So, like, I stopped going to that LA Fitness. And I was, it was a locally owned, owned by a Latino. Mm-hmm. Lots of gente right in East Houston. It was not mm-hmm. far from where we were living. The community was amazing. Like I got to meet people and become friends with people that went to the gym and like really establish relationships and be able to like talk to people at the gym whenever you went there. And that's when I knew I was like, I can do this. Like mm-hmm. I could totally fucking do this. And and it's something that Austin does not have. Like, in the way that I see it. Like, mm-hmm. in my vision. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or they all have it, but, like, it's unknown parts, yeah, too. Yeah. And um, especially, it's something, in my, when I was thinking about it, it's like, Austin needs this. East Austin needs this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I can do it. Like, I can totally do it. So, like, shout out to Ace Town. And it's funny, because, uh, like, say, here in Hyperware, it's, it's into, we, we try to cater and service to boutique gyms. Yeah. And also to gyms that are local, you know, community-driven. Yeah. 
Um, but a lot of the times, like I have, a, I used to work out here and then my coworker like, Hey, let's go to a lifetime fitness. But I'm used to, you know, like a hundred degrees in the, in the warehouse, sweaty as fuck. You've been yeah. here before. Oh yeah. And then, and then he, he, like we go over there. It's not, it's just like, it's not the same. Cause over there you're worried about, you know, you know, every, too much. every gym. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, I need to, yeah. I need to walk out with like some breast in my, you yeah, know, like dude, something, yeah. dude. Yeah, and that's what I like. Like, I think like it. Every gym has a vibe. Every gym, every gym has, has a right. vibe. Has a every vibe. gym has their own lane. Every gym yeah. like caters to X amount of like the different types of clientele. Like and 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 it's all dope. It's all awesome. It's all and at the grand at the end of the day, it's everybody's there. Like. Everybody's yeah. there to work on goals and work on their fitness and health. Mm-hmm. Um, but for like me, like I'm like you. It's like I need some shit that's a little grimy, a little dirty. Mm-hmm. I, like I want it like. Not like crazy dirty, but like grimy, <laughs> like old school. Grimy old school. Yeah, like, old school. Yes, that, man. That like way. sweaty, right. hot. And like in like my gym is everything. It's that is it's hot as fuck. It's cold as fuck in the winter. <laughs> but that's like I, there's no in between. Like mm-hmm. there's never the way I see it. Like there's no in between. Either you fuck with it and you love it, or you don't. Right. And like you need your LA fit. You need those bougie boutiques. It's an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's an ecosystem of gyms, right? Yes, man. Like, And everybody has a role and everybody plays their part and it yeah. all just works. It's synergy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. Well, I can tell you, man, I've been I've been to probably like a lot of gyms here here in town, like starting from Planet Fitness yeah. to LA Fitness. I've been to them. To the Y. Um, and uh, one gym that kind of impacted me when I saw it was uh, – uh, big text, yeah, big text. going down the street. Awesome gym. I went to that gym and I was mm-hmm. like, "Whoa, what is this? This is a different concept yeah. of gym. I didn't even know this type of thing existed. I mm-hmm. loved it. I used to rent a house like a couple of blocks from uh, Metric and Breaker, so it worked out." Um, later, I moved. I, I moved further up north, and uh, a good friend of mine, also Odie Fi, um, goes to your gym. What uh, Uzi? Uzi? Oh, Aguirre. Uzi! Yes, he's like one of my best friends. <laughs> what? Yeah, like literally, he, he was in my wedding. Like, oh my god, my dude. Group. Small world, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah. That's like this is what happens, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. so, I've met so many people that are just connected yeah. to the. You know, wow. Cisco. <laughs> I know Cisco. Oh, yeah, 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 my boy. Shout out to Cisco. Uzi's like posting his gym. And Me saw, 50 el vato. No. <laughs> I saw Izzy. Izzy posted yeah. it too. His, his uh, roommate or housemate, and like, you know Izzy too. Yeah, Izzy. <laughs> Bro, this is crazy. <laughs> oh, my God. What a small world. <laughs> so I, they were like, dude, you got to come through. So, yeah, I started going to Lyft ATX. Mm-hmm. And when I walked in, I was like, it blew my mind, dude. Like the music, the art, the way that people just greet you there and you feel like welcomed. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced in any gym format. Oh, it was man. wild. And you look up, you see all the flags, uh, the representation. You yeah. see flags that you just really care about. Man, it's you're it, it, it's inspiring, and, and I wish I would have continued to go. For me, it was more of a thing of like, damn it, I live so far yeah. up north. It's Cedar Park, and I commute, and that's yeah. okay, and it's that's tough, okay. man. Yeah. But the but the, the times that I went are fucking special, and uh, people would see my pictures and they'd be like, what 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 gym is that? Yeah. I want to go there, and my little brother started going there. Uh, Fernando, also uh-huh. a, a Longhorn. Um, and he loved it. He got his friends to go. And it's just crazy because you start to see, like, this, like, organic uh, sharing and yeah. reposting. And you get, you created a whole vibe, man. And, it's, uh, and, yeah. it's very surreal. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and I'm going to, and, and I'll always say this, like, what the gym has sort of, like, become. Mm-hmm. And, like, and I'm, I'm also a very humble man. But, like, what it has be, what it turned into was unplanned. Yeah. Like, 
it was never supposed to be what it is today. Mm. I, at the root of it was supposed to be a small, little, grimy, little, dirty gym that me and my homies can hang out and drink and cheese and just chill. <laughs> and, and 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 then it just like turned into this like, which I'm absolutely grateful for. It turned into like this. It started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it's just been nonstop. Like, all right, let's like we're doing this. Like we're. But it's a it, thank you for all the kind words. That was actually I was gonna ask you like what was your ambition at first and then that's what it was. It is this like it, something? Yeah, mm. like I and mean, it was supposed to be this small little venture. I wanted like I I just wanted a little gym that me and my friends can work out at and mm. make some gains and then like. But it's it it's kind it's of taken off. But I, I there's a lot of reasons why the there's a lot of reasons that I think about like why it's been like why it's taken off. One like mm-hmm. the location is great. It's in the heart of East Austin. Mm-hmm. Two there isn't anything like what Lift ATX is in East Austin. There's a bunch of boutique gyms. Right. right. There's a bunch. They're everywhere. Yeah. You can yeah. go pay your one fifty two fifty and go get your go get your workout on. That's fine. I wanted it to be affordable. I wanted it to be open air, and then we can even talk about like the timing of when we opened during the during the pandemic. Like yeah, there's it's wild. all these factors. Like the timing of when we opened was happened at a time when when fucking the world started to open up a bit, and I think people were ready to get out of their houses, mm-hmm. and they were tired of working out in their garages. And I provided this space that kind of felt like a garage. It essentially is a garage, but it's open air. You're kind of inside. You're kind of outside. You got mm-hmm. options. You can work out outside. You can work out inside. And it was affordable. And it was in the heart of the east side. Like, I'm yeah. not, like, it was, it needed to be an affordable place. Like, the margins and profit margins were the last thing on my mind. And they're That's still good. the last thing. I don't give a shit about that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I meant, I, I, yeah, so it's cool, man. Like I'm, I'm blessed, dude. Like uh, I'm grateful for sure, man. It's it's good to hear you. You are finding a good fight, man. And uh, yeah. the way I think about it is East Austin. You know, you, there's a lot to be said about East Austin. It's it's rapidly changing, and it's interesting to hear that you kind of bucked the trend and uh, created something uh, unique and kind of like almost throwback to um, what East Austin authentically is, mm-hmm. and not so much in what it's trying to become. It's like yeah. almost like you planted you planted a seed at the right time at, in the right place and it just sprung. I definitely think it was very intentional and yeah. and it's very and right from the gate right right out of the gate I was going to be unapo- unapologetically authentic as fuck. And you feel mm-hmm. that when you walk like, in like when you walk like in man there's there that's, was no excuses yeah. for me and and like one of the aspects like the flags they're beautiful and they were given to me by every, they were given to nice. me. Nice. Yeah. And like any any flag that is given to me I'll try and find room for because representation is important mm-hmm. and it plays a role in going into a place. Mm-hmm. It's just a flag, right? But to somebody who like gave it to lot. you it yeah. means a lot. And aesthetically, they look beautiful and they change. Like I always say, because I get I get asked all the time about the <laughs> flags, and I said, I, "What if I bring you this?" I said, like, "Look, the only two flags that I will never hang up, Confederate and Nazi, is an OU <laughs> and a Texas A and M Aggie flag." But but I, I I've become really good friends with yeah, people that yeah, have gone to A yeah. and M and OU yeah. that I like just. If you bring me one, I'll find a little place. one. Yeah, like right uh, there in the corner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, like it's the little thing. I and I always say it's the little things in regards to the business. The little things that we do, like that, just play a huge role in like in building the community mm-hmm. and making it a safe space. And like, it's just great, man. I'm ha- it. It's fun. It's yeah. some, it's a passion project, you know. When um, so 
when did you first decide to uh because you went from teaching and yeah. education to opening your 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 business when did you decide to to make the transition very good question i after about 18 19 years of teaching like a lot of teachers you get burnt out mm. you just get burnt out and and i knew I knew that it was time to pivot, even though I'm old as fuck. And even though I'm like 40 years old, like where I was at the time, I was 38. And uh, it was just time for a change. Like, and I didn't know what it was going to be, but I always knew that I wanted to start a business. I always knew that I was, you know, you get to a point where like, it's time for me to like, I don't want to work with it, work for anybody anymore. Mm. Uh, but I want to pursue like a passion project. Right. And my wife was getting her PhD. And her first year getting her PhD at U of H. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. So, so, that's, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so that first year, like her program was a three-year program. And I'll try and go through this quick because her, her first year, she was commuting to Houston. She was mm-hmm. staying with my aunt. She'd go to every week. She'd stay with my aunt for two, three days and then come back. And that was a really busy school year for me. Mm-hmm. I was an athletic director. I was a head baseball coach. I was coaching football. And it was just non, it was just a very hectic that was the year that kind of like, okay, I'm fucking done. I'm done. Like burned you out. Yeah. It burned me out. And then I was like, you know what? My wife's in school. I know I kind of want to start a business. I don't know what it was mm-hmm. going to be, but I know, let me just apply to get my MBA. Let me apply to the MBA program. Applied, got in. And we were like, you know what? This is, we're going to move to Houston. Like, and we're going to focus on school. Mm-hmm. And Austin's home. It's been home. Like we have our house here. Like Austin's home. And we we're like, let's move to Houston to focus on school for like, because we both had two years left. She had two years. I had two years. My program was two years. Mm-hmm. Go there, uh, working out at LA Fitness, move six months in. I moved to uh, B Fit Gym in Houston. Mm-hmm. And then I become like obsessed because I had the time. I become obsessed with this fitness stuff. I went through my own personal journey, went through my own transformation, dropped a ton of weight, got really lean and like, became obsessed with this thing and while going into my MBA program I was like uh okay I the idea the first sort of business idea was to like start a training facility for youth right mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. I wanted to do like I wanted to like provide a space where young athletes can be can be trained and learn how to properly lift and how to properly you know agility stuff mm-hmm. you know if they want to come to like this business to like learn how to learn baseball learn football whatever like And then as I got more into the program and then I start getting more obsessed with this fitness and bodybuilding and all this stuff. And then I, and I, the more and more love that I, that I found for the gym that I was going to, I was like, this just feels right. Like, I know I could do this. Like, I know I can not duplicate, mm-hmm. not because du- I'm not trying to duplicate, but I know that I could, I know that this is missing in Austin. Mm-hmm. And I know that, that East Austin could benefit from, a space that I have in my head, like this, this vision and like the way it looks like all these things sort of lined up. I met, I met one of my best friends now, his name's Jay from Lace and Found, my artist. I met him in Houston mm. and like, and he ended up living in Austin. Like he lives here. And I was like, what the, like all these things, all things these just things are kind started of started to align. Yeah. That's good. And I was like, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then, so I knew, I knew that, okay, I'm going to open a gym. I'm going to open a gym. It takes money to open a gym. Opening a gym can get expensive. Equipment's mm-hmm. very expensive, and I know I knew that I didn't want to go the traditional route 
and take out a, a six-figure loan from a bank. I'm mm-hmm. real big on not owing anybody money. I don't want to owe anybody money. Not that that's wrong because a lot of new businesses start out and like they go that traditional route. And it's awesome, especially if you have a really solid business plan. I didn't want to owe anybody money, so I need money. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I committed two years. I, I was lucky enough to go back to the school that I worked at for two years. And I was like, I'm going to live in my time. Two years. I'm going to save and sacrifice for two years. Mm-hmm. So I went back to my school, and that's what I did. I sacrificed and saved and saved and saved and saved and saved and saved. And then I'm starting to make moves, like looking at spaces, mm-hmm. looking at mm-hmm. names, mm-hmm. getting domains, getting, like, starting to come up with the with the vision and the mission and like logos and all this stuff, all this stuff is happening. So I'm in it. I'm invested in it. I, I, I put a deposit down for like the first little starting, starting piece of equipment, which I got out of H town. Like, uh, so all these things are happening. And then what the fuck happens? COVID. Oh, shit. Bro, what a man. Tough, what a tough fucking hit. Dude. It was just, it was crazy, man. Like, it's really hard to explain like the, the thought process of like, that experience because like you work so hard and mm-hmm. you commit so much time and i remember telling myself i was like i don't want to fucking teach anymore like i don't want to work in a school anymore mm-hmm. and my two years are about to be up and i was like i don't want to come back to this like i've already committed so much time and energy and investment into like starting this this thing mm-hmm. so covid comes and then long story short what covid allow what covid allowed me to do is to really slow down the slow down the process and really do some strategic planning and some thinking as to the setup of the space mm-hmm. and open it up and look at data. It was a very data-driven decision as to when we were going to open. And that's what we did. Like uh, the U.S. started opening up things and based on percentages of capacity. And I was like, September looks like a good time that we can do like an opening. September 2020? September 2020. So like... And it was crazy, man. Like, we could talk for hours about the gym being open during a pandemic because there was a lot of obstacles and there mm-hmm. was a lot of challenges. And, like, but you know what? Like, we survived and we went through it and we thrived mm-hmm. and we grew and we never stopped growing. So I tend, I like to look, even though, like, during that time, there was a lot of negative things that happened. Uh, a lot, you know, in the society that we live in, everybody's got an opinion. Yeah. Everybody's allowed. Everybody's to, an expert. Everybody's mm-hmm. allowed to give their opinion. So there was a lot of things that I personally had to deal with that a lot of people outside of my support system never had to deal with, mm-hmm. especially like we can talk, go on and on about social media. But those were very sensitive times, man. Mm-hmm. Like during the pandemic uh, and during all the other things that were happening with like uh, politics and uh, Black Lives Matter and all of these really really important events that were happening mm-hmm. and really sensitive events that were happening. It was very sensitive times, but we, we, we managed through it. We applied rules and regulations at the gym. That's good. And we survived and we thrived and we got bigger and bigger and bigger. And like, so although there was a lot of challenges that came during opening September, 2020, mm-hmm. uh, it all paid off. Like the, the, we took a chance, mm-hmm. we rolled the dice and I think it paid off. How and many, uh, yeah? How many members? Like, did you recall having the first month, or was it a yeah. prepaid, or how? No, how no, no. Out? Like, the, those are that's another really good question. And uh, and the goal, the goal for me was fifty members, man. Like, if I can mm-hmm. get fifty members the first month, maybe we can set a goal for fifty members the second month, and maybe we can, mm-hmm. depending how it goes. Like, it was just like fifty. Fifty is the number. And without giving into too many details, we doubled that for the next, like, nine months. 
So, but, but because of that, like, again, there's a lot of factors that took place with the sudden growth of our gym. Mm -hmm. Like it allowed us to expand within two months, Mm -hmm. like within two months, I was already looking at the space next door to us, um, which I didn't think we were even going to be able to have that conversation until after year one. Mm -hmm. But like, we grew so quickly that we were like, Oh shit, like we need to get bigger or else we're just Mm going to like not ever be able to expand or ever to grow. And luckily, the little warehouse that was connected to us, uh, connected to us, it was available. So I locked that in quick. Mm-hmm. Good on you, man. Yeah, and then and then yeah, then we just then I ended up installing the turf. So like again, our gym isn't that big, but uh, I was like in my head, if we can like install some turf in the front, some turf in the back, that'll double that'll double our square footage just by like on the same space and like, mm-hmm. and it also give people options to like because at that time. Uh, Airflow was a big topic of conversation mm-hmm. when, when it comes to science and data airflow, right? That's all you heard. And that's mm-hmm. all I cared about. Like my, 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 my wife is a data scientist. So like, mm-hmm. that's like her expertise. So like having the option for people to work out outside was important. So like, that's, right. that's what we did. Yeah. yeah. I went, I went by on, was it Tuesday? Um, and I saw the, like, you know, the equipment where you, you know, lift with plates yeah. and bars, but I also saw the outside part. Um, and you you have versatility in gyms, yeah. and in a lot of the, and a lot of the times it's like say for 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 gyms is you either have one or the other, mm-hmm. but you have both. And I mean you, you have it where the turf is. I mean people can actually do like I like I do yeah. kettlebell workouts. Yeah. Um. So uh, it, it's good because I did see some people like doing that, and I'm like, man, that's that's good because you're catering not just to one particular segment absolutely absolutely yeah like i i think it was important for me to like be able to provide something for every athlete Mm -hmm. in a beginner somebody who's never been in the gym to the to the seasoned bodybuilder to the seasoned powerlifter to like and i think the way the gym is set up and the kind of equipment that we have even though we might be a little small like it it serves that purpose of being a really good hybrid of like, you can work out outside. We got kettlebells. Mm-hmm. We got, right. if you want to do powerlifting, we got powerlifting. If you want to yeah. dedicate your time to bodybuilding, we've got everything that you need to bodybuild. And, and you have an option to like work out outside. And in Texas, it's nice, man. Like when the weather's nice, Ooh. it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, winter sucks, man. Yeah. Oh, that's, winter sucks. I, I'd rather work yeah. in I mean, the like, hot than like in the, the cold. Two, the two months that Texas has yeah. in winter, Shit, and we didn't even talk about the Texas. Oh, the, the, win- the, the yeah, the freeze, the winter freeze, storm. The freeze. <laughs> talk about talk about challenges, right? Like oh, that was shit. another thing. So on top of the pandemic, like the Texas freeze, we survived a lot, man. Like <laughs> yeah, y'all were just getting curveballs. Yeah, just dude. Like that. and I, and like I, I, it's I I forget a lot about mm-hmm. like all the fucking crazy things that we went through to just like survive and continue to stay open like that first year was wild and we're only yeah. in it a year and a half mm-hmm. like we've only been open a year and a half That's so wild like, to me, man. and it feels like it feels longer but like <laughs> but we've only been open a year and a half and so much has happened but it, it needed to happen like you gotta ride the wave like you gotta mm-hmm. like you gotta meet the demand where it's needed you know the, awesome. what was the uh the opening date of the gym september 1st 2020 okay so i when i think about your gym i think about uh uh, inclusivity, diversity, absolutely com- community, culture, um, and one th- one thing you talked about was the authenticity, the yeah. re- the realness. Yeah. And one of the things that that most struck me when I first started working out there is just like your your signage. <laughs> and one of my favorite my favorite signs is rack your pinche <laughs> weights. Yeah. Pinche rack weights, your pinche bro. weights, and it's such a simple thing. Yes. But, it, but, it, but people don't give a shit weights. sometimes. But, but, Dude, like it's nicer. <laughs> 
Even though it's a curse word in Spanish, it's nicer in my head. It's nicer for me to say that versus a wreck your fucking weights. Like it's just a nicer way to say that, even though it's just as bad. But no, but it's also like poking humor to like, this is who I am, yo. Right, like right, this yeah. is like, I speak Spanglish as fuck, yeah, and like yeah. and like. I love it, man. Yeah, and I think like, and I and I think a lot of people. Get a crack up out of it. It's like, dude, that he really put that on the thing. You yeah, know? It, there's something to be said about accountability for sure. Yeah, and I remember, I never forget because one, the one time you forgot to write the weight. I forgot. Oh to, no, <laughs> I forgot to put a weight thing there. I was like, did I post you? No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no. I, I was gonna get if to I, that. Oh, no, you didn't post me. I think I think one of your one of your uh, employees. I think it was like uh, Dale. Mm. He came up to me. He's like, hey man, yo, Dale don't play. Yeah, he's like, hey. Left that weight over there. I'm like, oh, yeah, shit, my bad. I, I I immediately felt like this wave of <laughs> guilt. Like, oh fuck, I forgot. I put it back, and it was good. And I I checked the the grams. I was like, please don't be on. Oh my god, because <laughs> they're very yeah. good. They're very good. They, they Shout be, out to Theo. They be post, posting you on the gram. You know, oh, uh. it's funny. I was having a conversation with one of our members uh, yesterday, and I'm not, I'm knocking on wood, but I was like, you know, like lately, lately, I haven't had anybody like. Like I think we've built it into our culture a little right. bit. Right. Yeah. Like you start to do like, that. Yeah. Like yeah. it's built in. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But like <laughs> nobody. I used to get like DMs. Like yo, D, call this person out. Look, and they'll send me pictures. Oh, like shit. Yeah. But like, I don't know. Like you gotta set the tone, right? Yeah. Like you gotta like that's if if you try and build something into your culture, then it polices itself. Mm -hmm. Like the 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 members police the gym which i'm so grateful for like they yeah. do a really good job of policing the gym yeah. and i think they know that like it's okay to tell somebody yo like you need to rack your stuff yeah. in a in a respectful manner right, right and plus like i'm gonna call you out if i have if i see it happening and i use my cameras and i have the time then i'm gonna look at the receipts and i'm gonna go to my cameras and find <laughs> out who it is and i'm gonna call you out especially if i know you Especially if I know you, and if I don't know you, then at least maybe next time you'll think about like, oh shit, these guys are serious about it. But you know, it it, it it's something that every gym, yeah every gym deals with. There's not a gym out there in the world yeah, that doesn't have it's, people. It's that, what, it's but that that is, I mean, problems. but that's something that like like you had to set the tone from the beginning, especially yeah. in the gyms, because say for example, one of the plates rolls out and yeah. then it hurts somebody's toe. Yeah, I mean, exactly. you're in trouble for that. So it's it's good to you know to have that, and especially like. You know, you're talking about like family. Sometimes with family, you got to right. call each other out. And, Absolutely. And sometimes you do it intentionally, not intentionally, but the fact that, right. you know, you're trying to keep it as neat and as clean as possible. Yeah. No, so there's uh, all these like, uh, like I would call them like unwritten rules, yeah. gym etiquette things that like that gym goers need to abide by, but they're not like hardcore rules. Like I'm going to give an example. Yeah. Touch and on this, those. This touch happened on those. today. Okay. This happened today. This literally happened today. Uh um, I, in the middle of a meeting, I'm meeting with uh, Christina, who's our designer, and my wife. So we're having a meeting mm -hmm. out there by the picnic tables, which mm -hmm. is right in front of the powerlifting room. Mm -hmm. So in powerlifting, we use calibrated plates. Mm -hmm. They're the ones that are real color, colorful and pretty. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. red, they're mm -hmm. yellow, they're blue. Those are calibrated plates. And they're very fucking expensive. Mm. There are signs in my gym that say SBD only. Squat, bench, and deadlift only. Because mm -hmm. like, powerlifters use it. That's all that they're made for. And they're very expensive. So... There was a guy today, and this is your guy. Y'all getting the exclusive because like there's a guy today. He was on a deadlift platform. He was on a deadlift platform, and he was doing. I think the I think they are called Zerser squats. Anyway, it's a squat 
where you put the bar on your forearms. Oh, yeah. oh and then you drop it. You put yeah, the bar yeah. on your forearm. One, he's not on a squat rack. He's on a deadlift platform. Mm-hmm. He's you know he's squatting with the bar. Two, he's using calibrated plates, which are very expensive. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so he's got them like this. Either he's going to muscle it nicely on the floor. Mm-hmm. They're also calibrated plates aren't meant to be dropped. Right. They're not meant to be dropped like that. Mm-hmm. So this guy's holding it, doing a squat, and he's struggling, and he's doing good. He's killing it. And then I'm looking at him like, this guy's going to drop the oh, fucking bar. No. Oh, <laughs> How can you I, see your reaction? You saw it in slow asshole. motion. Like, the meeting just started, and we were talking, and then I look up, and they're like, love? You know, my wife's like, love? And I'm like, he's going to drop the shit. So he <laughs> dropped it from a full, from full standing <laughs> calibrated <laughs> plates. <laughs> They're not bumper plates, man. So, yeah. dude, shame like, on you. That's just a, oh man, like that was. But these are like one, some of those unwritten rules, yeah. Right? which like, yeah. And if you don't know, you don't know, and a lot of people don't know. So, right. like as a business owner, lot, you yeah. try and create like platforms, and you try you try your very best to provide knowledge to everybody. But for me, if, if the sign is there, dude, yeah, dude like that's the like, one oh thing. God, if, if the sign is there, it's like just dude, that hurt, that hurt my heart, oh, dude. That, yeah, I would have like, hurt my heart too. Hurt my heart. I was like. Oh, dude, it was bad. He was, he, he was like, dude, I didn't know. I'm sorry. I was like, <laughs> was like, bro, if you're going to buy me another plate set, then, then you can do it all day. But, like, these things are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the sign, you know. Like, but it was just one of those moments. But, like, it that, that happens in every gym across yeah. America, Unri- man. Unri- yeah. gym rules. Yeah, yeah dude, sure. it happens. properly. And we face them every that. single day. Like, and, But all you can do is, like, we provide signage, even if it is a rack your pincha weight sign. <laughs> you know, we try to do our best to educate. And Jay, the homie from Lace and Found, was totally down to tag that. So he was like, <laughs> yeah, let's fucking do it. So, Yeah, dude, actually, uh, Lace and Found, you said he's your... your yeah, he's my guy. Your main art, your, yes, your artist, yes, right? Man. So talk to me about that. Like, you said he met him in Houston. He moved to Austin. And he was... You guys found interest in... in uh, providing art for your gym where, where does that inspiration come from like because his designs are very wild like they're kind of like superhero but like yeah, culture he, he, like he can do anything but like with my gym specifically excuse me we had a vision mm-hmm. it was a very community first it was a very latin vision it was a very uh diverse vision so like mm-hmm. i met jay randomly man like I, the gym that i went to he was bombing out a food trailer it was like a smoothie trailer and he was doing it in one day it was this blank canvas white trailer mm-hmm. And he did this dope ass teenage mutant ninja turtle uh, spray paint. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, that dude is cold, man. <laughs> that dude is dope. And coincidentally, that night, coincidentally that night, I went to go have beers with the owner. Mm-hmm. And coincidentally, Jay showed up to have some beers, and I was like, Yo, what's up, man? I'm Daniel. You know, I, I'm a member of uh, 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 Be Fit, like. We just started chopping it up, and I was like, yo, like, I'm opening a gym, and in about, like, a year and a half, I'm going to mm-hmm. open up a gym. Like, that's, and I want you, I was telling him, I want you to do the work. Like, you're just cold. Like, let's exchange numbers. Let's follow each other on IG because I want to stay in touch, so when I'm ready to open the gym, you mm-hmm. can come and do it. And then come to find out he, li- he lives here. Like, he lived in Austin. Like, that's, Austin's his home. So it worked out. I was like, holy shit, like, you're in my hometown. Like, let's definitely stay in touch. So, like, when I finally locked down the place, and uh, I showed him, I was like, look, 
these walls are yours, bro. Nice. Man, let's talk. Like, let's talk. And like, and then of course, like, you know, Nacho Libre, right? I don't know if you've seen the the mural, but like, Nacho Libre is like the main. Nacho Libre is one of my favorite. Oh movies. man, <laughs> greatest movie. He's and, one, of, dude. Hey, he's one of my favorite fucking movies. What was that? Yeah. The Easter line. The uh, they don't give me powers. So which one? Uh, no. Which one? Do you not know I had diarrhea since For Easter's? Since Easter's? <laughs> yeah. Dude, so like I was like, Nacho's got to be on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I think a lot of people fuck with the movie and can relate to it. And plus, it's easy to be like, look, if you drive in, just look for Nacho. Like, it's right. He's right Nacho. there. Yeah. And then we did the Dia de los Muertos woman oh, face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then we did Texas in Spanish. Like, we did Texas mm-hmm. in Spanish. And then, uh, you know, he did Lift ATX in Old English. And then, like, he did the fist with all the flags tattooed. Uh, to show like diversity and inclusion and then there's like all these east side words like so that was the first mural and then like maybe like i knew like maybe a month later i was like yo jay i want you to spray paint rack your beach your weights in my gym nice. like, would you, would you do it? he's like yeah hell yeah so like, he did it and that's the only piece that i have inside the gym if you've ever been to my gym that's the only piece of artwork that i have in there by him and then of course when we expanded next door we had two, you know, garage doors, and I was like, um, you know, eventually I want him to do those doors, right? Mm-hmm. But, th- I mean, it, it took some time, right? right. It took yeah, some time. Yeah, yeah. So we opened up, and we were finally in a position to, like, be like, oh, Jay, like, these doors are yours. And he was like, let's talk more about, like, what we want. And then we got the low rider. Then we got the chola, the chola girl. And then we got with the big gold hoop earrings. And then we've got the Aztec, the Aztec warrior. Yeah. Like, like, so, like, it's very... I mean, it's authentic, man. It's like, yeah. this is who I am. This is who you fuck with. This is like, it's owned mm-hmm. by me. You know what For I'm sure. saying? And like, good. and the aesthetics of it is like, okay, like I get it now. And then the side on the turf, he did another mural. Um, this one was really just like simple because like it had a fence and it was an eyesore. Everything was that be, that was behind the fence was, t- it just looked terrible. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. So me and my, me and my uh, cousin were like, let's just put up wood. And I, I called up Jay from Lace and Found. I was like, Jay, you have a blank canvas, bro. Do whatever you want. And that he was like, it's for real? The mural when you walk is on the on the far yeah, left side. Yeah, it's the one with the, the Bart Simpson, the she yeah. the She Hulk, the Wolverine. Okay. Don't learn about that. And the the wolf. There's a wolf. There's yes. like a wolf. Uh-huh. And what was cool about that one is just like I provided a, a picture. Yeah, I provided a blank. I was like, Jay, you can do whatever you want. Just have fun. Yeah, and he loved that. Like, oh, art, dude, awesome. artists love that. Oh, idea. of course. I was course. like, dude, do whatever you want. So I had no idea what he was going to do. <laughs> and he did that shit. Him and Ricky, you know, I'm talking about Jay and Jay, but part of his team is also Ricky, uh, his shout wife. Out, and so Ricky. shout out to Ricky and Jay from Lace and Found. Like, that was, he got so excited about just having this big wall to do whatever the hell he wanted. <laughs> And he did he did Homer Simpson with the donut. He did oh, Wolverine. He did She Hulk. He did the Wolf. Like, it's, I mean, dude, I'm grateful for him. He's uh, and I and I wish I would like whoever listens to this. If you ever if you ever in the gym, wh- whoever's listening to this, and you take a photo, nine times out of ten, Jay's work's gonna be behind you. Nice. So like, make sure y'all follow him. Yeah, make sure y'all follow him. Make sure y'all tag him. Uh, it's at at Lace and Found. Like he's just like he get he deserves so much credit for the aesthetics of my gym, mm-hmm. and we just we me and yeah like that's my homie man that's my dog. So now that's good because you you integrated. Hmm. Uh... My my ex coworker <laughs> and really good friend. <laughs> And she's uh, the guest, one, guest director. Guest, guest, guest director. She's making sure she's everything's fill, on she's time. She's filling in for Los, who's my creative director. Uh, yeah, I got I do got to give some love to them. So, like, you know, being a teacher and a coach for so long, 
I have a lot of students that graduated and a lot of students that I coached and taught. And uh, um, I had, you know, I have two restrooms and I opened it up to like, hey, what artists, like any artists out there want to do something in the gym, like inside the restrooms? You got mm-hmm. these clean walls. Like, and then two of my ex-students hit me up and I was like, yes, like I would love. And like, so we have like this beautiful, like, Loteria cards oh, and low yes. rider nice. and like and they did she did such a good job. Oh, yeah. Joyce. Yeah. Joyce Rebel, yes. I don't know where I don't know where at I don't know where at <laughs> art page, but she did an amazing job. Like it's got is it La Chingona? Like or Yeah, it's got like Pandusa on a plate on the bottom, a low rider. <laughs> Uh, uh, a real strong looking dude, a real strong looking uh, woman. And yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like vibes. Oh, yeah, that the city of Austin backline with the two low riders. Like, she killed it, man. She killed it. So, I'm a real big into art, obviously. No, for so, sure. Like, and, and, and I think uh, your gym in particular um, resonates, obviously, with the culture, but also with, with the times and the fact that, you know, we all have a cell phone. Now, yeah. Comments. We all. Right. We, we, does the workout count if I didn't oh my just God, take a picture of this? Yeah, social so media, bro. I, I, it's kind of a double-edged sword, but the fact that you're surrounded by this beautiful artwork yeah. kind of makes it worthwhile because yeah. you're like, I got my sweat in. Oh, good. man. And good. it's a badass, like, and backdrop. there's all this beautiful art behind yeah. it. The natural lighting, the art in the yeah. gym. Like, there's just, like, all these, like, <laughs> amazing things that make picture-taking. So, I follow, uh, I, I think her name is Allie. Or oh, Ali Ellison. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I follow her on Alice in Wonder, Wonder, Wonderlust. Wonderlust. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I follow her because man. I do. I do photography as well, oh, and I follow her stuff. And like, God damn, it looks dope. And it's like you're talking about, like a lot of the stuff she like captures is at Lift yeah. FTX. Yeah, she's awesome. And I'm just like, it's. I mean, just that combination of you know. Yeah, there's like, a lot aesthetically. It's a. It's aesthetically you know, is. It's a beautiful space, man. And like we've get we yeah. get photographers, and like we've had, you know, there's been companies that have rented out our gym just to get that that the aesthetics in there. Whether they're shooting like promo videos for mm-hmm. their company or the supplement company, like there's. You know, we came out on Netflix. Shit, I forgot that's about right. that. No, uh, I, don't, that's I don't know about that. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Which we, uh, which show or? Uh, what is it? Twenty something. Twenty something is a reality show that they shot here okay. in Austin, and uh, yeah, they the first episode, like they rented out the gym for like four hours and they worked hard. It was like a hundred and something degrees, and they just wanted like <laughs> they just wanted background people from the gym. So it's me and the trainers and all this work, multiple cameras. You're multiple, like this. Multiple, multi, I know. <laughs> multiple directors and then like all of that work and investment for like 15 seconds like, hey, but it's, it's that's all it is yeah like it's dope it was a dope experience it was it was really cool it really helped you know we got we got a lot of followers it, it's funny because it's uh it's you're the third person that comes that has to do with something nef- like netflix yeah, related it was crazy um, our friend edgar he uh owns old soul barbershop yeah in yeah, austin yeah. he had um Queer Eye, one of the I forgot I forgot oh, the name. Yeah. Like he he was That's actually like one. in that like doing that. Like, oh man, Liberation! Like, for, li- my homies at Liberation Barbell, they're the they oh, came out funny. on a yeah. they came out on an episode of Queer Eye, dude. That's yeah. big time. Yeah, and then and then uh, our friend uh, David Blue Garcia, he's he's from um, down in the border, but he's actually the director of um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What? So there he was, directed yeah. it, and he he pretty much like they call him go to Bulgaria and finish it up because we need a new director. So, 
Hey, man, it's like, it's pretty cool because, yeah, I mean. Cool. It's <laughs> a, and, you know, like, thinking back, I, like, I, the fact that that happened, it's just like, I never, you know, the, I never thought that. You never would have had, had the that, yeah. opportunities. Plan for that. Dude, yeah, no yeah. way. Right. But so, like, I was like, they wanted extras. I was like, I'm getting all my trainers here. Y'all want to <laughs> be on Netflix? Let's make it happen. Like, Dude, nice. your trainers and your employees, man, they're awesome people. Oh, yeah. They're great, they're, man. They all have such, like, unique personalities. They're all so different. They're all very different. They're all so different. They're all so amazing. And they're all, they're just so, they're just experts and so much knowledge that they have. Like, no matter what your goal is, like, I'm very proud of the, the lineup of trainers that we have because mm-hmm. they're so different. They're so diverse. And, yeah, I'm, that's one thing I'm really proud of is because I, I wanted it to reflect our population. I wanted it to, like, I wanted it to be diverse. Mm-hmm. And they've been awesome, you know. And, like, they, I think our first trainer, we've had, we started hiring trainers. Like, we started bringing trainers on, like, maybe, like, four or five months into it. And, like, they're still all there. You know, they're all there. That, that, so that like, tells you something about yeah. them. Yeah, Even my that's good. Your family. Yeah, and, like, and I know, I know trainers tend to cycle out of, places like well, it's part of it yeah and yeah. like and well like i i also set it up that way like the mm-hmm. the way that the trainers are set up they're completely independent they can train wherever they want they can train whoever they That's want good. like like i i don't care like i don't care at all mm-hmm. in regards to like where they're training at. Yeah. No, like they can but i'm really happy with like the lineup that we have because we've got our bodybuilders we've got our power lifters we've got our lifestyle we got our Everything you got, Coke coming in, you know, <laughs> back in the days. Back in the day, I need to go back, man. <laughs> All this talk. No, now it makes me like, you know, you sign up for a couple of months and let's go. Right. <laughs> it's, it's good, man. And my, and my employees are dope. I love my yeah, employees. Yeah. They're awesome for sure. Um, the the music, man. When you go in, oh my god, dude, it's everything, man. That shit plays a role. Like my yeah. employees, literally, like, well, <laughs> they commit time to like creating playlists. Playlist, okay, dude, dude. Like the yeah. playlist. Like I'm not even kidding. Like. It's all about the vibes, right? Like and like, <laughs> you know, like I, I some gyms and some people frown upon the loud music. Like yeah. it is what it is. Like and I and if there's been a couple of like people that have complained about how loud the music, but I don't give a fuck. We're gonna get high. We're gonna get louder. Yeah, like, I mean I, that's just something I don't care about because like right. and yeah, dude, the music is a big deal. Like it we is a big we, deal. we literally put effort into the playlist into the songs that we play and during the times that we play it like if you notice like if you go to the gym at 5 a.m it's different than what it's going to look like at 6 30 p.m it is like the sound like the music that we play it's just it how uh, how different like say what's the tone at 5 a.m compared to 6 p.m or 6 30 i think like or 6 39 no 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 like 5 a.m like 5 a.m we'll do like some like bachata uh, you make it keep it sexy you know keep, okay. it, keep it low key we'll do like some we'll do that's like a motivation some, like, right there man. Like early early 90s stuff yeah, you know early yeah, yeah. 90s hip-hop yeah. that like people like a little bit more chill not you're, so crazy you're starting off your vibe yeah you started off. everybody just wants to get their coffee and get yeah, their work it's a different it vibe the 5 a.m crowd is fucking completely different than our 5 p.m 6 p.m crowd that 5 p.m to like 8 p.m yo we got to keep it hype it's mm-hmm. it's hype you got to keep it hype you got to keep it fun you got to keep it entertaining like, okay. and like the the we do i think it's important to know that we do put efforts into like mm-hmm. the the music no the effort because shows it's, it's important it's important shows so it. like well i will say that like, like i i love like listening to like the cumbias and like the the, the, the reggaeton like that's my shit yeah I, I love that stuff and sometimes and like a lot of times when i'm working out i'll put it on even though like the masses may not want but like nah <laughs> this is my space i'm gonna play some shit that i want to listen to but nah dude it, it, it mm-hmm. helps with the vibes i mean 
It is going to be loud. I mean, yeah. there's no. I'm just being completely honest, man. Our gym is loud when it comes to the music. It's loud, and we and we get a diverse music selection, and we work mm-hmm. hard on playing like all the the hype stuff that like the whatever people are listening to now. On the weekends, we play a lot of Spanish music, mm-hmm. like. Uh, that we got a lot of powerlifters. Powerlifters love metal. So like if oh, you yeah. go in the powerlifting room, like you're probably yeah, going to hear, hear metal some on that heavy. Side. Yeah. You're probably going to hear some heavy stuff mm-hmm. versus upstairs where you're going to hear more of the hip hop. Right. Uh, but if you stand right in the middle, <laughs> you get a <laughs> top forties. Right top forties. Like mix <laughs> of just like metal and like hip hop all at the same. Time. That's wild. Yeah. Man. You know, um, so Peloton they started uh, implementing different. So when you're working out, like the trainer. Yeah. Like say Mila Marina, she's she does Spanish, mm-hmm. so she does like those forty or two hour session by uh, like by cycling yeah. uh, workouts, but she started doing them in Spanish. Oh wow! Oh, she's getting like I don't know. The, Peloton's expensive, bro. Yeah, you it's, it's Peloton. crazy expensive. <laughs> you That's rich. No. Top, I don't know, man. Like, but 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 uh, like say like say dope. like That's with dope. that like it's dope because say like like for for. Someone that doesn't want to go to a gym and wants to be at home. Great, and and I get pumped because sometimes like I'm done editing or you know doing whatever, and I'm my my workout could be like at two in the morning. Damn, and it's like man, the last thing I want like the 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 one thing I want to hear is just like some some good music, some good music. So music has a lot to do with it, especially when it's like your language. So you hear someone spend like in Spanish, hey wait. You know, nuestra pata sucia, and you're like, all right, let's do this shit. Yeah, I mean, because you're, I mean, you're tired yeah, from doing anything, yeah. but once you hop in that, it's kind of like, all right, cool. But they're starting to to notice That's that awesome. you have to reach out to different crowds yeah, besides you just you know like in English. Well, you know, like music is very very important to me because I've right. been a musician here and like outside of like the right. school, okay. yeah. outside of the gym. Like I played music for twenty years. Would you play? Like, I was a drummer. I'm still a drummer, and like I, I've, I was able to mm. tour. I'm on, I'm on a bunch, yeah, yeah, and I'm, a, I'm on multiple albums. Like we're all over, you know, the bands that I've been in. If you search deep and and deep and further down on my Instagram page, prior to the gym, it's all music stuff. Really, so okay. music is very important to me, and like that's like one of the things like why I brought in DJs. Like you know, at the yeah. very beginning, we'd bring in a DJ, and it For was, sure. you know, like. Just to create vibes, it's and a that's party. why, like, it's a party, yeah, right? and that's why we're putting on concerts because I selfishly wanted to listen to live music, and I mm-hmm. have the space for it. Mm-hmm. So why not we put on some fucking concerts? That's good. I mean, for Latin night, May seventh, Latin night, oh, shit. live concert, Latin night, May seventh. Yeah, <laughs> DJ Kick It, hey, dude, live band uh, Celia, and oh, I can't remember the part. She's they're a dope band, dude. Oh, live band. C- Celia, yeah. Is that- uh, no. I keep, no. Is it? Uh, it's I'm not. I'm not gonna do it like that. Let me get the name. Is it? Uh, we just posted Joe's the flyer. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Joe. Uh, see, oh, it's the. Yeah, yeah, it's the. What you call it? That's our boy. We play soccer. We play soccer oh, with Joe. How do y'all know Joe too? Cecilia and the Broken Hearts. Dude, yeah, Cecilia and the Broken Hearts. Dude, they're playing at my gym. Oh, badass. So actually, Mateo, Mateo, the guy that plays the violin, he's my boy. He's in charge of La Murga. This is crazy. Y'all realize what's happening? Y'all realize what's happening? Like. Small fucking world. Yeah, yeah. so Joe, uh, we we play soccer with him yeah. every Tuesday and Thursday. I played soccer. We've played soccer with him for what? maybe seven, for, for seven years. years. Yeah, years? yeah. And look, the food catering is from Eighth Town, bro. Oh shit, K Swiss, K Swiss, She's gonna do the food catering. I love it. Man. Yeah, May seventh. Like, okay, no, no, that Dude, is a, May seventh, y'all. We that is May seventh. We're gonna go. Dude, yeah. it's gonna be fun. Put DJ, DJ Kicking. Right she's now. gonna play all of the jams, dude. It's gonna be. <laughs> y'all be wearing. Y'all get dressed nice. Wear them boots. I'm tired of seeing y'all in gym clothes. 
<laughs> Bring out them cowboy hats. <laughs> nah, hey, what's up, the ladies, bro? What time? What time is it gonna start? It's BYOB. Okay. DJ starts from eight to nine. Cecilia. Cecilia and the Broken Hearts. Cecilia. Their band goes on at nine. And then they're going to play like 45 minutes. And then we're going to close out with another hour long, 45 minute set of DJs. So like, nice. there's going to be a lot of opportunity to dance and like it's BYOB. And like, it's just going to be a vibe. Dude, all this, um, all these, <laughs> Dude, conne- I, all I, these connections. You're, you know? I know. So like, here's, like, here's, why, why had it And it was like, like, like say, Coke um, was not the first one that told me like, hey, you should bring in Daniel and the Hosa. Yeah. Cisco's also the one that oh, like mentioned them a while bro. back. You know, sure, like, sure, hey, man. You gotta have Shout Daniel Nahosa like in your in your podcast, and I was like, "All right, cool." Does Cisco cut y'all's hair too? He cuts mine, but I've been cutting mine lately because you know, like I'm I'm working on some stuff, and yeah. I, I learned how to cut my hair during the pandemic. <laughs> and I and literally, so I bought the clippers on <laughs> like for for Thanksgiving, like like Christmas. That was my gift for myself. Nice. Like nice. I need to learn how to cut my hair because. Like I like staying clean. You got to. You and, got to. and and uh, for me, it's, if I don't cut my hair, it, like if I don't have a clean hair, I feel like. Like before I came, I had to clean myself up. Dude, it's also I look hard like, to like get into Cisco's schedule. Bro. Yeah, like, oh, it is, it dude, is. So, I, I, I saved Cisco for special yes, occasions. Yes, weddings. He got my hair for my wedding. Yeah, there you and, go. Like my birthday before that. Like, turn, turn you into a new occasion. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You come out. You come out there like. <laughs> <laughs> literally feeling yourself. So, like. so I, I told Cisco, I'm gonna start like learning how to cut my hair. So I'm gonna so come to Cisco. you still, but I'm gonna, you know, like do no, it, do my thing. Like special occasion, like right before you go on a trip. There you go. You, know, you go yeah, on a yeah, wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cisco, you gotta hook it up because you, you literally leave out there like, damn, like yes, you, you feel like a new man. And for yeah. me, it's like Small it, world, so. Though. Any anytime, the, like anytime, the haircut or going to a barber, I was thinking of like you know, like treat yourself type yeah, of thing. Yeah, you got to man, and especially and, with him. Yeah, especially with him, man. And I know he he started his new uh, gig, uh, yeah, beer, beer brand. Beer so. brand, yeah. He's over there working at Beer Brand now. We helped him move into that place. Oh, shit. nice. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you picked up a chair by yourself, and yeah, like, but we did. This. We helped we helped him move from his old, <laughs> from Salon Lofts to the Beard Brand. He called the right people. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. He, he, like he, didn't call, he didn't call me originally. <laughs> I know, dude. You know, because he would have we would have showed up with like a twenty four pack. We would have been taking breaks. Nah, man, that's the homie, <laughs> nah, man. Dude, what a small world. That's yeah. awesome. What? Uh, so you were talking about like the community and the margins earlier, and yeah. you know, a lot of people when they think of business, they think of money. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like that's not the best way to think about it. Costco is doing it right. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so, what is the charge per month for a membership? Oh, that's easy. We keep it simple. I wanted it to make it easy for all the community members or anybody interested in joining the gym, like. Well, we don't do contracts. We don't mess with that. It's easy to cancel. Hopefully, y'all never cancel, but it's easy to cancel. All we need is a message or an email or a text or a call. Uh, it's simple. It's 40 bucks a month. Um, it comes out to like 43 30 with tax. Um, there's a one-time $25 sign-up fee. Okay. So, like, if, if like the first month would be 73 something I can't re- remember off the top of my head. And then it just auto-drafts on a credit card, a debit card. Again, no contract, no anything, but... If you're from Austin, if you're born and raised Austin, if you're a student, if you're a first responder, if you're a veteran, if you're a teacher or anybody in the educational field, we'll waive that we'll waive that activation fee no problem. Oh, okay. nice. So like it'll save you twenty five dollars, and that's just like another way that we kind of give back and show and show some love to the community. Uh, so it's only forty bucks a month. It comes out to forty three thirty. It auto drafts. You can sign up online www.liftatx.com, or you can sign up in the gym, and it literally takes like three to five minutes to sign up. So either way, there's options for you to sign mm, up. For sure. And we also offer day passes every single day, $10 day passes. 
um, every single day. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, one, if, one, it, one if good you say, let me. I'm gonna plug go this ahead, real quick. Go ahead, go ahead. If you say you saw this, if you saw this, if you oh, watch this, if you watch this, if you watch this podcast, if you watch this podcast, shoot me a DM. And you're if you're not a member, or even if anybody, hey yo, I saw you on this podcast. I'll hook you up with a free day pass. I'll give you a free day pass. Hey. There you go. All now, right. Now no one has an excuse. Right? Nah, no, dude. Yeah, come man, come check it out. out. Come yeah. catch so, a vibe. Like like when we're not talking about excuses and stuff. We I want to get into that. Um, and that's a good plug. Uh. You actually had a question, Koke, uh, and it was about, uh, let me, it's strengthening community, community oh. and strength. What does it mean for you? Yeah, man, that means uh, there's two different, there's, it plays on two different levels. So first, let me, I guess I can talk briefly about how I came up with it. So like, I, I knew that the gym needed to have something, it needed to have a saying, it needed to have some sort of branding that people can sort of remember the gym by not outside of just lift ATX. Like it needed lift ATX, mm-hmm. something, something, right. Okay. It needed to have some, something nice, something good. And I, and I'll never forget it, man. I'm, 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 I was just thinking, I was like, well, I'm big on community. We're trying to build strength because it's a gym. My priority is serving the community and the members, the members together, you know, I'm hoping that it becomes like this really tight knit family, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. strength and community. Let's take the first part. So, the saying is strength and community, community and strength. Strength and community basically means like we as a community, not the gym community, but me as like we as a whole, as an East Side, Austin, Texas, East Side community can do amazing things when we work together. Mm-hmm. Like, so, like, again, my gym is a very community-driven gym, and in fact, it's priority. And mm-hmm. I always say, like, the gym, the weights, the PRs, the strength, the weight loss, the everything, the the machines, all of that stuff that you physically see—that's secondary. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be secondary to me before uh, after community. So, like, mm-hmm. strength and community is just like community as a whole. How when we work together, and when we're when when we're we put together, like when we're working on something together, we can do amazing things. That's simple. And then mm-hmm. community and strength. That's when it comes down to the gym. Like we are a community within the gym and we're all working towards one goal. Mm-hmm. And that's like more of specific to the fitness part of the gym. So like it's strength, the community outside of the gym, the community that we serve, the community that I'm trying to help so much, mm-hmm. community and strength, the community within the gym and how we're all there for one goal and we're all there to support each other. So like, yeah. And it worked out. I was like, strength, community, community, strength. It kind of works. We're putting that on everything. So. Yeah, it's good because, like, some people, um, whenever they think of a gym, well, they still have the, they feel intimidated. Absolutely. And they it, feel and like. It, it oh, happens. Man. It happens. Especially with social media. Look, because mm-hmm. I get it a lot, especially when we first started. Like, I, I, I still get DMs and friends or people that are like, man, I want to go to your gym. But they always kind of say, like, I need to get in shape before I go to your gym. Nambre. And yeah. the first thing I say is like, look, you can't believe social media. Like you, you can't believe social media. It's pretty pictures. That's all it is. And like the, 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 the people that are constantly like making an effort to post and on social media about like their physical fitness, that's what they do. That's mm-hmm. like they're bodybuilders. They're power mm-hmm. lifters. Like they care about how they look. Cause they all have the same goal. They're all very goal driven. And so, like, I, the first thing I say is, like, don't believe social media. 
just come, come get a day pass, come check out the vibe because I, I guarantee you, you're going to get here and you're going to see that this gym is filled with just regular people Mm -hmm. from, but all different walks of life. Like you're going to see your amazing looking bodybuilder. You're going to see your big, strong power lifter and everybody in between. Mm -hmm. So like, Mm -hmm. but that intimidation definitely is a factor Mm -hmm. and it's a factor at a lot of gyms. People just get intimidated by it. Some of the nicest people that I've met since I've opened the gym, some of the nicest absolute people that I've met are the scariest looking people. Mm. <laughs> like they, they, they physically look like they're just these big specimens of just strength and like brawn, but they turn out to be the nicest people that are willing to give you the best advice and because they're invested into the thing. So like if anybody mm. out there that like feels intimidated by a gym and don't get me wrong, there's a, there's a lot of gyms out there and there's a lot of spaces where that intimidation is a factor right. and it's scary and it can be intimidating and you can't get nervous and you can't get anxiety. I think one of the things that makes that one of the things that makes lift ATX very special is that it's a very welcoming and opening, oh, oh, like a very welcoming place mm-hmm. for anybody. And that intimidate, once you step foot inside the gym, you'll realize, like, oh, shit, this is dope. Like, everybody's kind. Everybody's nice. Everybody's willing to help you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 of course, that exists in many other gyms. But, like, that intimidation thing, it does happen. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of gyms continue to fight that fight of, like, how do we make this more of a non-intimidating gym? Like, it's mm-hmm. an ongoing fight. Like, right. it's, it's, sure. it's never just going to end all of a sudden. Like, gyms are gyms. There's people but, in there that have big mm-hmm. muscles and look scary and like, but like, there's little things that you can do to sort of like take that intimidation factor mm-hmm. off. And it's like it's by building community. It's by right. building like putting on these events. It's by providing these mm-hmm. platforms for people to get to know each other so that they feel safe mm-hmm. and they feel connected. And they they and the ultimate goal is to like feel like some sort of ownership in where they invest their money, right? Like mm-hmm. that's like the, the, and the thing is, for, for when I when I. When I look at it as like in a Hispanic community where we're starting to understand the part of working out should yeah. be something that it's part of your lifestyle more than just a thing that you want to do just for the gram. Um, yeah, no, there was a question that I read. Awesome. Also, like, shout out to y'all for like the awesome platform, like the outline oh, that y'all do. That's like awesome. But there was a question on there that like, I believe it had something to do with like, what was the turning point of like you deciding to go into business or like mm-hmm. what was the turning, what was the deci- deciding factor where you like decided to take this seriously? And I was like, that was a good question. And it kind of, it's a good segue from what you were saying. And mm-hmm. I think the moment that I started to take my, my health in into consideration and make it play an important factor in my life was when my mom got sick. She passed away mm-hmm. in 2010. She was a big woman and she passed away from cancer in 2010 and, uh, like, she was my hero, right? Like, she mm-hmm. was, like, my mom, like, a single-parent mom. And, like, so then it was just, like, me and my brother and my sister, right? So, like, at that point, I was, like, okay. Like, and we're dead cool, dude. Like, like you know, we're, we're dead cool yeah. as fuck. Like, yeah, we, don't, yeah, yeah. we don't like going to hospitals. We don't like going to nah. doctors. Like, we wait till like we dude, shout out choice. to my wife, Tony, because she's the one that keeps, like, because I would not go to a doctor, mm-hmm. like, even today. But, like, but like it's there comes a point in time in your life, especially when you get to my age, like when you, I think when you hit like 30, 35, it's like, you got to start taking some we're shit. There, we're right there. You're right there. <laughs> yeah. But you got, because it, it gets harder as you get older. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're starting to realize that. Yeah, that's true. We, 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 are uh, like, like for me is I take it as a lot of the times when you go to the hospital, like it's good. 
to go and do your checkups. But man, it's also like they give you like this prescription for this and this prescription for that. But I'm like, for for your back, I I mean, why not do yoga, do something that can help you loosen up your lower back and then build from that. Um, But it's it's for me, it's it's the part of staying active. More more because of the whole looking good thing. It's just for for your own health. Um, that's huge. Um, I, I grew a fond of, you know, staying, you know, constantly trying to do something active five times a week because it's not too, oh man, I want to be best looking. I'm not. But the one thing is for me is I feel like now as I'm getting older, um, my body does feel it. But if I continue to do what I got to do, it, it, it plays a huge role because you avoid all this mobility, you know, we're talking earlier, like say I was dealing with a knee problem for almost seven months until a couple of you know months i started getting it started getting better but a lot of that was just instead of me taking pain painkillers yeah. or you know like it was just rehabbing it and you know knowing more about my body and trying to Making find healthy ways decisions. Yeah. yeah dude like like i even it makes me think about like i had i had high blood pressure for a long time mm-hmm. and uh and I had some pretty, uh, when my mom was sick, like, I had some pretty bad, like, anxiety and stuff. So I was taking, like, the doctor prescribed me some pills and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a hard time. It was a hard time when my mom was getting, w- was sick. And, like, mm-hmm. I remember then I was like, these pills make me feel like a zombie. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I just, everything can be switched by just, like, eating healthier and doing, make, be more active. And, like, and we take that for granted, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I'm also going to, like, with that being said, Depending where you live, like there's a lot of systemic sort of things that are happening. For sure, like Absolutely. there's there's all these other factors that we right. kind of neglect to talk about that sort of lead us to these bad decisions. Mm-hmm. We can talk mm-hmm. about food deserts, which East Austin is definitely a food oh, desert. Yeah. And for those that don't know what a food desert is, is basically op- having the option to healthier options of food. Right? Mm-hmm. You go any where my gym is located. There's fast food all up and down yeah. Airport Boulevard. Well, if you look at like, Runbrick and Lamar, yeah, exact same thing. Yeah. So like, there's all these like systemic sort of factors that like play into like our unhealthy habits in our culture right mm-hmm. but you're right like a lot of it is just like staying active and being active consistently mm-hmm. and making smarter choices you know like we can talk about like you know we're sipping on beer here but like it's all about a bunch like a bunch yeah. like be doing it responsible doing it in like, moderation moderation for sure, you know. for sure. yeah says moderation right? <laughs> <laughs> no richie you were, you were talking about you were talking about the problems you were going through with your knees and you know, with our with our grow, aging bodies, and mm-hmm. you know, it's it's suffering in a way. The life is is a lot of joy, but it's also a lot of suffering. Right. Absolutely. And hearing your story about your your mother, uh, the loss of your mother in 2010, yeah, that must have been really hard for you. And you must have gone through your family. You and your family went through a lot of suffering, but um, kind of like um, just finding meaning in that suffering. You know, yeah, I mean? no, absolutely. I mean, finding a finding a goal, finding a purpose through that suffering is kind of the silver lining in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom, my mom, yeah, losing my mom was a big deal because she was my hero. But I, I see a lot of me. I like I, I have a lot of traits that I can think about my mom. Yeah. that were in her, and and through that you, know? you you keep her alive. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And like she was the nicest person. I'm a very nice guy. Like I mean, mm. it was a it was a it was definitely a blow to the family. But like. We're very much similar in personalities, so like I, she's a very, she was the nicest person, you know, president of PTA, president of like the little league, and like just, and as there a single go. mom, like she's, she always said, Mijo will find a way, mm-hmm. will find a way. So like, 
I got her, I definitely have a lot of her drive in regard and how like she treats people. She's mm-hmm. the nicest woman in the, she, she was the nicest woman in the world to a, to a fault. Right. Like I, to a fault. Mm. Like, and I, what I mean by that is like me personally, I'm real quick to admit that like I give everybody three, four, five chances. Like, mm-hmm. and that can be to a fault sometimes. It's like, right. yo, that's a, like, that's enough. Like you, yeah. but it is what it is. You know, like she, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. The fact that, you know, like everything that happened to you, you turned that into, you know, rocks. When when life throws you rocks, you can either take it as like, oh, man, I'm hurt. Yeah. Or like, all right, cool, I'm hurt, but I'm going to build a castle with it. And that's what you did. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, I'm, she would be proud. She would be proud. I and think all she my would, family, All my family still tell me. No, dude, I, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, you know, we're all really proud in the community seeing what yeah. you've done, man. And, Thank you. And actually... I I would love to hear about um, some of the engagement you've done with the community. I know there's some things that you're passionate about, uh, some things that you um, jo- ha- are active member of organizations for. Yes, I'm I'm very passionate about a lot of things, especially when it comes to community. I'm a big advocate of mental health. I sit on a mental health board. Uh, shout out to Contigo Wellness. Contigo Wellness. Contigo Wellness. Shout out to Diana and everybody on the board. Um, we provide services for accessibility of mental health that's what our board okay. does and a, a lot of Very times important. a lot of times especially us latinos latino um, men especially yes. latino <laughs> men i mean we've been we've been brought up generation after generation with our tios and our fathers saying hey man up hey yeah like don't think about it like you know like this and there's a time and a place to like you know man up or whatever you want to say but also like our feelings are absolutely validated and mental health is very important Mm -hmm. in our overall growth and being self-aware of those feelings is there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not a taboo to talk about like uh, our mental health. And for many, 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 many years, like it's been that way. So like I sit on the Contigo board and we, I'm real, I'm a huge advocate of mental health. Fitness can be another, another lane for people to help with their mental health, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm being an educator, you know, for 20 years, I love the opportunities that been that I've been getting to talk to youth. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that, like, because that's my jam, like being like, and and I'm glad that a lot of schools, middle schools, high schools have reached out because I also get to bring staff and I get to bring trainers and I get to expose all these young people to people that look like them mm-hmm. and the people that have done pretty well for their lives, you know, and also lived through struggle. So like uh, I love like speaking engagements with with younger 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 students. Um, um, our 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 gym is dog friendly, so like we okay. got a ton of dogs. So like I love <laughs> doing like nonprofit work for like Austin Pets Alive, for sure, for sure. Uh, Austin Boxer Rescue, um, because I'm a huge advocate for that, and mm-hmm. all these gym dogs need need homes. You know, yeah. there's a lot of there's a lot of dogs that need homes. Yeah, I got my cat from Austin Pets Alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah dude, so like, uh, um, what else? During the during the winter during the winter storm of 2020, mm-hmm. we partnered up with Mr. Natural, the restaurant on. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. partnered Mr. with Natural them. The yeah, and we provided we provided meals to the neighborhood. We literally wow. like provided like we like all right, Mr. Natural stepped like, up. Like we stepped up. We it's just like it's my neighborhood. It's yeah. my it's the east side is like what I know. So and, like. And that's the beauty of it because yeah. you're not some owner living living on the other side of the country. No, no, no. Uh, right? There, this is this where, is where this is the message for Elon Musk, uh, <laughs> FYI, bro. There's, you gotta and I think you gotta do what he's doing <laughs> times whatever millions you get. So like, and also like, I I I'm a real big uh, like, I love that the gym can be a, a platform for young entrepreneurs, and what I mean by that is like. 
you you know, we have our trainers. A lot of the trainers are brand new trainers, and mm-hmm. so they're starting their young businesses. We have my staff, who's like we, me, and it's. I feel like it's my responsibility to be able to help them get into a better place. Right. So some of the things that we do uh, for like my employees that we. I pay for them. If they want to be a certified trainer, I pay for their schooling. Mm. You know, if they want to go back to college, we kind of help them when we can. So, like, all these stepping stones, like, for people to start their their young their businesses, like, we, I love doing that stuff because I'm in a situation where we have this platform, we have this audience. Mm-hmm. How can we leverage each? Like, how can, how can we set you up to be successful? What do you need to be successful? And how can you use the gym to be successful? So every event that we do, every mm-hmm. big event that we do, I go out and reach out to young, uh, locally owned businesses so they can come set up booths, set up tables, and, mm-hmm. like, whatever, we, whatever I can do to help the local, like, young local business owners, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it. Like, I'm going to step up, you know? Like, even with the concerts, like, I want to hire yeah. local. I want to bring right, local. Right, right. Like, so you told us about the event on May 7th, Latino Night, right? Uh, a- anything else coming up on the books? Uh, one thing I did, I forgot to mention, which is really big, and we're... And, and this is happening, in De- and it happens every December. So, like, we do, this is going to be our third annual one. We do a toy drive every uh-huh. every December. And shout out to the Colongas. If mm-hmm. you don't know who the Colongas are, the Colonga family is, like, the, uh, like, lowrider family in yeah. Austin. If there was, like, a lowrider family, they started it here in Austin. And the, the daughters of the Colongas go to my gym, and they're awesome people, and they are family. So, like, every year... Um, the first year we opened, they came out, they reached out to me. It was like, hey, we do this toy drive mm-hmm. at, um, what's the park? The, uh, the Chicano Park. Chicano Park. <laughs> we do this toy drive slash lowrider car show. And I'm like, that's my shit. Yes, I want to be. So we started the gym was a was a collection spot mm-hmm. for toys. So for the month of December, all the way up until like the 23rd, 24th, we collect toys. And then, then we go to, to Chicano Park and they have all the lowriders and Santa comes and we give toys out. And then this was, we just had our second our second annual or the second year that we did it. Mm-hmm. And this coming year, this is really cool. This coming year. So Mr. Colonga is retiring. Like he's mm-hmm. retiring and he's, and his, he's kind of handing over the reins of the, of the toy drive um, to me. So now, oh, it's wow. gonna be, nice. now lift ATX is going to be like the sole uh, in partnership with like the daughters of the Colongas. We're the mm-hmm. ones that are going to be organizing the toy drive nice. in December. That's awesome. But outside of that, um, a couple of events that are happening May 7th, which is in two weeks, uh, Latin night at the gym. Cecilia and the broken hearts. Yeah. Market Cecilia. calendars. Market calendars. Market calendars. Y'all. We're, uh, we're only asking for like a $10 donation and it's not necessary. Yeah. It's just, that's what we're asking for. So we can get some money to the bands and the DJ. It's BYOB. Mm-hmm. The next big event, which is also really special is happening June 4th, mm-hmm. and that is uh, United States Strongest. That's what the name of the event is. Mm-hmm. It's like, what makes this special, what makes this event special is that it's being put on by, like, all of the local gyms. So, like, mm-hmm. us, Big Techs, Factory, Liberation, Iron Vault. So, like, we're basically putting this huge event on together, which is kind of unprecedented, but it's, it's basically, we, we wanted to do this event uh, to show that there is a really strong community, like mm-hmm. fitness community, like it's not all about like competition or yeah. anything. There's yeah. plenty. There's plenty of people in this city for everyone to eat. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like we're putting for on sure. this big event, and it's going to be this with the Adela Classic, which is a bodybuilding show. We're doing a powerlifting show. Uh, we're doing a strongman show, and we're doing like the Strict Curl National Championships. So it's just like this really cool fitness event that's happening June fourth, and it's being put on by all of us, which is nice, really, really cool. incredible. Dude. That yeah. that that's so when it comes up to like sometimes with gyms, a lot of the times 
testosterone and all this stuff. Yeah. It, it's, it, but I mean, hearing that, it's, it's good because it, that shows like everyone wants to get, work together. Like you said, at the end of the day, it's everybody's going to get to eat. Yeah. There's, that's one of the things I've realized since I opened the gym is like, um, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know mm-hmm. I'm new. I'm a new fish in this fitness industry. I have mm-hmm. zero experience in the Austin fitness industry. And one of the things that was really, that, w- that happened really quick was the amount of support that I got from other gym owners. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's kind of strange. Like usually like in business, you kind of expect like this cutthroat type sort of animosity of, between yeah. other competition. Yeah. yeah, man. But shout out to like Rob and Esther from Big Tags yeah. and Lori from They're, they're cool people. I've met them a couple of times. Like they, they were the first ones to reach out to me and be nothing but supportive. And, and that was needed, especially trying to navigate these new waters of the fitness yeah. industry. And then the more and more you kind of understand it, you're like, one, it's not that big. Like the fitness, small. it's a very small community. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of just knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And like, and two, it's a very supportive community. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's strangely supportive, you know, like, don't get me wrong. Everybody has their lane. Everybody like knows exactly like, you know, but, you realize that the city is big enough for everyone mm-hmm. to be successful. Everybody. And like and and maybe that's maybe that doesn't happen in other areas, but mm-hmm. I know in Austin, like the the experience that I've had with opening the gym, it's been nothing but supportive and like I'm so grateful for that. That's good. You know, yeah. Yeah, even like with photographers, I've I've felt the same way. Um with people that do photography that I mean I started literally six months ago and a lot of that is just Everyone's like, yeah, man, like, you need any questions, any help, let me yeah, know. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, that's, that's not good. crazy. It's just like. It's unexpected. It's yeah. unexpected. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. unexpected. Like, you don't expect people to just be helpful mm-hmm. right out the gate, yeah. especially with, like, a new like a new business, a new gym. Like, And I think I think if more people knew that, yeah. they would be more bold of actually trying something. I agree. Something, yeah. 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 I agree. Just trust your community. We live in a, in what I think is a special city. Growing, a lot of creatives. Yeah. Very creative. And on, honestly, I, I think most people, for the most part, um, they they want to see, they, they want to help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's good to, it's good to hear that from you and in, in your, yeah, in your no. industry. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. I'm very mm-hmm. grateful that it, it, that it's been a positive experience with the relationships that I built with the other gyms sure. and other people like that. That's a blessing, man. Cause that's that good. normally doesn't happen. Like, or at least. It, it, I didn't expect that to happen. Mm-hmm. So it, was, uh, it was always a blessing. One thing I wanted to touch on, man, I, we, we've kind of talked around this. And, you know, I, I think of, well, Austin is known as a less diverse city, kind of a white city compared yeah. to Dallas, Houston, San Antonio. And uh, we talked about when I went to your gym, the experience that I had, it was diverse. It had culture, it had music, uh, mm-hmm. people of different backgrounds. And how, how do you see... How do you see this vision growing uh, in, in, in a changing East Austin environment? Yeah, like um, it's a very it's a very good question. It's a very hard question, right? Because yeah, East Austin yeah. is changing rapidly. Even mm-hmm. next door to it, literally, right next door Spring, to us, they're Springdale Greens. They're mm-hmm. building huge. that huge, it's like almost huge development, hundred thousand, and it's gonna be beautiful. And it's gonna be there's gonna be trails and there's gonna be offices and like it's just. Mm-hmm. And then across the street, they developed that new place a couple years back. Like the whole, it's just, it's a very interesting thing, but. It's a hard question to answer. Yeah. Because I don't, I can't predict the future. Mm. I cannot. But what mm-hmm. I do know is that for however long, like, Lyft ATX remains in the east side. Like, for however long, we're, I'm going to do everything I can to, one, keep it there. And, two, continue to, prov- to 
provide a safe space mm-hmm. for, and to and to let people know that yo like this is a safe space for East Austin like straight up. Mm-hmm. But you know, you never know. Like that, our location is prime real estate. It is prime. It's, it's yeah. absolutely prime real estate. So, like, I'd be lying if I didn't say, like, I'm already in conversations and thinking of, like, what's our plan B? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to happen in regards to expansion? What's going to happen in regards to growth? Like, long term growth. Mm-hmm. And there's things that, like, we, we've been talking about that I, you know, that that were that are kind of in the works. But like, I think at the end of the day, like, I think it's it's going to be important for me to, to, to make all efforts to make sure that this remains an authentic space. Mm-hmm. It remains a, a welcoming space, an inclusive space. And, to, yeah, like it, Austin's changing like crazy. It's, it's, it's even, mm-hmm. even so like the, the population at the gym has changed rapidly. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. It's just like, that's just what it is. Yeah. It's just a reality. It's just yeah. the reality of yeah. it, you know, but, I, I want to make it, I want to continue to make it affordable for everybody mm-hmm. to access. Accessibility for me is very important. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a hard question, man. No, it's a tough question. A tough I, question. I, 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 it is because of everything that's going on, yeah. especially when it comes up to like real estate and it comes to inflation oh, nowadays. Man, I was talking, like, I don't know how, like, the thought of like somebody out of high school who just wants to leave their city and come to Austin, like, that can't happen anymore. Nah. You kind of get what I'm yeah. saying, oh, like, no. it's, like not a, that, it's not a viable thing. It's not mm-hmm. a financially like. Mm-mm. It's just crazy, man. Austin, it's a beautiful city, but it's becoming it's becoming a very unaffordable city for a lot of folks, and especially if you like own here. Yeah, um, it, it's a bubble that eventually I feel like it's gonna burst, and hopefully, it doesn't burst yeah. in the wrong way. Yeah, Good question, man. I, I, I wish I had a better answer, you, but you like you don't have to dig that far into right. into the history yeah. of, of Austin to know that uh, that East Austin, you know, was a place that was kind of a forced creation. Yeah. In that they oh yeah they, redlining everything they redlined yeah. it. Thirty five was the biggest uh, cultural uh, demographic divider. Yeah. And they sent our, they sent our our people there, and now it's becoming such a thing where. Um, it's prime real estate and these areas that, that were once, you know, uh, kind of minority communities are now being uh, fought back against in, in the sense yeah. of um, with with different investments and different development happening there and, and pushing pushing our communities away from there, which is kind of sad to hear yeah. and sad to realize. But hearing your story and hearing your 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 uh, your conviction is is awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. It's awesome Man, to hear that, you. that that you that you're a stronghold, dude. I'm I'm a very passionate person, and I really really care about the East Side community because mm-hmm. I've literally seen the changes. I can only imagine what somebody who was born and raised in the East Side, yeah. Being, like my my best friend, my best friend who I've known mm-hmm. for twenty something years, uh, Heck, like at Heck to Heck, that's my homie. <laughs> that's my homie. <laughs> he's but he's, he's kind of like like short hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's friends with Cisco. He knows. Yeah, yeah. Uzi, Izzy, he knows all yeah, those yeah. guys. Uh, but. Uh, Born and raised in East Austin, born and raised in Montopolis. So, like, that perspective has got to be even more so than mine, right? Yeah. Like, I've, I've seen the last 20 years. And what you said reminds me of a couple of things. My orientation, you know, this is the year 2000. So, my freshman orientation, they said, you don't want to go to the East Side. Don't go to the East Side. <laughs> I remember those talks. Don't go to the East Side. <laughs> what? Like, you just don't. That's where you don't want to go, right? Yeah. So, that reminded me. What you were saying reminded me of that. And then... Not only that, like, you know, fast forward two years and I, I moved to the east side and the neighborhood, the, the current neighborhood, neighborhood that I live in, that me and my wife live in, we bought my house in 2008, 2009. Mm-hmm. And the entire, I, I live on a horseshoe street 
And in those days, back in, back in those days, you know, 12 years ago, it was all African-American old school families, OG mm. families. Yeah. All African-American on my street. And now there's only like two families left. Like, and it, it's, it saddens me, right? Because mm-hmm. like with, with gentrification and with property values rise up, tax value goes up and a lot of people can't afford that. So they're moving to Kyle, Buda, Hutto, Georgetown, mm-hmm. wherever else, Leander, you know what I yep. mean? And like, yes, Austin's turning, Austin is this beautiful city. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful with a lot of growth. It's continuing to grow, but like at what cost, right? Yeah. What is the like, cost? What's the cost? That's dude? always like, a question. So like, sure. that's why like, you know, like, I'm trying to like take this stand and like like the gym lift ATX is like I'm doing my best to like keep this one last one last pillar of East Austin owned you know what I mean in mm-hmm. the heart of East Austin owned by the Hente like and a safe space for it. like it's, it's it's interesting it's an interesting conversation you know it is and I hope everyone that that hears this is not familiar with the gym goes out there and checks it out and see right. you guys yeah. supports this type of place, this type of business, because, um, you know, the, the, these are things that are fading from Austin. I, I, I look around and I see I even even going back to campus, you know, my, yeah. my brother's there now. I go back to campus. I'm like, things are different here. I go to the mm-hmm. east side. I'm like, whoa, whoa, this is different. Like, what happened mm-hmm. to this shop? What happened to this restaurant? Like, yeah, yo, even like East 7, <laughs> East 6. East, that's what I'm saying. Oh, my God, yeah. dude. Like, yeah. bro, East 6 used to be my shit. Like, you know, but now it's just like it's turned into this. You know, at what cost, right? Yeah. Yes, it's beautiful, and there's a lot of options to go and hang out. There's a lot it's of like, bars. It's right. looking less like East 6, more like the domain. Yes, man. dude. Yeah. Like, what's that fancy-ass little grocery shop, grocery store that they opened up on East 6? Uh, Blue Grocers. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, what? <laughs> I used to spend my time at the Grackle. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like what is the Garage Mahar? Or t- the, man, like. Yeah. Shangri-La. Shangri-La, yes. Like, I mean, th- but don't, but you know what I love? I love that they're still. They're still staying there's there. still yeah. some institutions yes. in east austin that down. are like holding strong <laughs> the pilot like, crown dude, hotel yes, vegas Violet, dude hotel vegas pilot crown Volstead. Like, that volstead yes, like sir. i would play so many shows at those places and like i love that they still exist of course i love la perla can we shout oh, out to la perla if you don't know yes, what sir. la perla is la perla is yeah they're there that's an Austin, East Austin institution, yo. I love, I love going in there. Best jukebox in the city. Yes, sir. The yeah. best jukebox in the city. And there now they go. take card. They only used to take cash, bro. Yeah. And now yeah. they take card. So that's like, good. And don't pet the dog. That's the owner's dog. The don't, dog don't like don't getting pet petted. The don't pet. The, don't, don't pet. Yo, shout out to La Perlas. Yo, like for shout real. Shout out to them, man. That's that, awesome. that's a, an institution that I hope can stay strong and and remain a state. You know. A staple here in Austin, and then there's others, but like that's what I'm talking about. Like it, it, Austin's changing so much, you know. Right. It is, dude. It is. Now, the, the, for me, it's like it, it's good with change, but everyone has to get a piece of that pie. It can't just be the people up there. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's my thing. You can clean up whatever you want to clean up in a community, but you have to let everyone get a share. If not, it's it's yeah, pointless. Yeah. It's a, and and being a business owner. It's challenging. Like yeah. it's a scary. It's a scary thing, especially knowing and being aware of like the rapid change that Austin is facing. Like yep. it's a very, it's like on the horizon. Like what's gonna happen? You know, it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. But there's you know institutions like they've been fighting hard. A lot of businesses yeah. are st- are trying to are staying strong, and they're they're there, and they have the support of the community, and that's how you that's how you create existence and long term mm-hmm. existence. You know. Yeah, it's one of those environments where if you if you start to get comfortable, if you start to not really pay attention, 
you could get yeah, dude, jumped yeah, over for sure. And mm-hmm. one thing that 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 really stood out to me about about Lyft is is just the way that you guys have been growing through two different sides. From for me, I see I see the merch. <laughs> the merch is huge. Oh man, yeah. And, and, and the other thing is a, is the social media. So so first, let's talk about the merch. Okay, okay, yeah, the merch. Yes. <laughs> again, again, <laughs> completely unplanned, y'all. Like the merch. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, I I'm a I'm a big sneakerhead. Like I collect okay. sneakers. Like I, that's just what I do. I've always been a sneakerhead. I love street culture. Yeah. So like when I was in a position, like I started this business. I was like you know what, I'm gonna like I get to like design some shit. Like yeah, I get yeah. to like design yeah. some shirts, and like and it just took off. Like it it just blew up. The people really supported the cause and supported like the meaning behind everything. And like and then it just turned into something like. We're not going to stop doing this merch stuff until it stops, right? Like, every merch drop we sell out, the last merch drop we sold out in 30 minutes. And, like, now we're at a point, like, to think, you know, remember, we're a year and a half in. And before, it was just me kind of creating uh, the designs and and taking influences from different companies, like we all do. Like, Mm -hmm. taking influences and, like, and just, like, trying to come up with stuff that literally would match my shoes. (laughs) <laughs> like let's just, let's just let's just be honest. It's not like, for the shoes. Let's just I'm just being 100. Like that. So like, and and I got there's a lot of shoe heads and sneaker heads and and street culture heads oh, at, yeah, at the gym. Sure. So it's like I would get input from them and I would get input from my employees and my trainers. Like, what do y'all want? What do y'all like? What do y'all? And it just turned into this thing. And I was like, holy man, people really like this stuff. So mm-hmm. let's continue to push out this merch. And then we got to a position where like. Yo, I kind of need help. Like, I need some help with this merch stuff. And then I got uh, it, shout out to Christina, my employee, Sun Biceps. Y'all follow her. Like, she was Sun a, she was a blessing, man. She's a creative. She's an artist, kind of like me. And like our brains together. I was like, hey, man, like you want to design some shit? Like, mm. why don't you help me? I'm always mm-hmm. looking to take some load off my back. And then <laughs> so she designed a couple of shirts. I was like, yo, this is dope. And then it just. Now she's like literally like one of like the main designer of wow. all the merch. So like, but we're lucky to be in this space where, where like, we're at a point where like I like she's my designer and like we're and then we, of course we use social media and social media mm-hmm. is a whole other a whole other monster. But in regards to the merch, I'm so grateful for all of us all of the support with the merch because like the the every shirt that we sell that allows us to add to the gym to fix to upgrade to mm-hmm. change to invest right back into the gym because that's what i do like i the, all that money and that's why we've been able to grow so much and get mm-hmm. so much new equipment, new equipment and like, like sure. yeah. so like that's that's because of the merch and it is what it is like anything that breaks it's the, that's my budget my merch budget is mm-hmm. for equipment and equipment only so like and we've grown a lot and we've added a lot of pieces of equipment and it and it's all shout out to all the community man like they really like it but like it's dope stuff like yeah. it's like, it's stuff that's wearable not just in the gym but like outside of the gym and having Christina on board now as like one of the main the main creatives in, into the merch is just a blessing dude like that's she, awesome she's awesome shout dude. out to Christina shout out to shout some out. biceps man some, some biceps. Some biceps. she's a beast man wait till oh god wait till y'all see we're about to we're about to launch an online merch store Ooh. are you gonna drop any oh, tanks man. for man yes. cause yes. Uh, summer time is coming we so got summer uh, for me I work from home so yeah, my yeah, yeah. my my suit for as an, uh, an accountant is <laughs> Tanks and and Tanks. workout shorts. Yeah, yeah. We got <laughs> so, some uh, in about a, in about a couple of weeks. We, we're oh, dropping a awesome. bunch right. of new shorts, Bet. like shorts and like tops and like. But 
we're going to put a lot of effort into our online merch store because okay. we've been wanting, people have been wanting to be able to, and the, the merch store is going to be different, completely different than what we've ever done in the gym. It's going to be much more higher quality. It's going to be crazy, crazy designs. Like literally you're going to see firsthand like, okay, wow, this is very different mm-hmm. than what we're going to be selling in the gym. And we're going to continue to sell stuff in the gym. Like that's never going to stop. But like our merch store, mm-hmm. our vision, like my vision is to, I want it to be very different. Yeah. Very much streetwear, very mm-hmm. much like much more higher quality. Um, but social media helps. I mean, social media helps like being a sneakerhead and understanding like the understanding the concept of building hype is definitely definitely helps. You got to build hype like you got to build suspense. And I think exclusivity plays a big deal yeah. and like having something that mm-hmm. you don't have. Like, you know what right. I mean? So, like, but, again, it was all unexpected, man. Like, the, the merch, like, it's it's crazy. It's a blessing, man. No, you're very, you're, you're a very humble dude, man. Yeah, and, and that's and good. Cool. You've yeah. surrounded yourself. You've, you've created an environment where, where like-minded individuals, creative in their own yeah. way, have contributed to this, oh, like, man, dude, ecosystem so of, of, uh, of Lift ATX. It's so cool to see, like, it's so cool to, like, be out at the domain or wherever shopping at target yeah, yeah. or shot like, and then <laughs> like, be like daniel bro it's daniel. crazy like it, i tripped out and uh and i went to the first opener of the fc afc game mm-hmm. i'll never forget this i'll never forget this i went to the opener and i had like my custom lift atx jersey on that <laughs> and i'm walking with my wife like i'm walking <laughs> and it's packed like it's the very yeah. first yeah, game yeah. At and, capacity. yeah at capacity and like i'm walking and, and then like multiple people were just like hey you're that guy you're i haven't been in your gym but i, oh, I love it and like <laughs> my wife is tripping and because a lot of times i'm be like oh thank you so much for supporting yeah, yeah. and then we walk i was like yo i have no idea who that was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's very it's very surreal right like it's yeah. very surreal to just like people uh, members will tell me he's like yo i was at the mall or i was like at a movie i was eating at a restaurant i was here i was there and i saw a lift 18 like that's crazy man like it's that's just, good. Like, it's really cool to hear it's really cool it's very surreal and we're not gonna stop like we're not gonna stop that's so. awesome dude. Yeah. how many free drinks and shots have we had <laughs> bro i'm an old man i don't be going out what you talking about <laughs> i'm an old man dude like i don't i go out maybe three times a year that's three it time. well those My three birthday, times a year yeah yeah, I get like it's funny. Like a lot of people, it's it's it makes it cracks me up because like for my birthday or for like our our year anniversary or for like Christmas or whatever, members will bring me gifts, and a lot of times they're bottles. Like <laughs> oh, what? Like what? there's like bottles of tequila, bottles of vodka. And it's like yeah. I, and like y'all think I'm an alcoholic or something, but like but it's nice because I keep it in the gym, and we always have like Cheese Man Fridays or like there we or, go. like opportunities <laughs> opportunities for like members to just chill and drink. So like you can always find like a nice chest of alcohol at the gym. Uh, I might. Just get a membership for Achievement Friday. Dude, I'm telling you, man, like, we haven't done one in a minute, but like when we first when we first opened it was a thing. Like it was what like, hey, concept. nah, Friday, Friday we're cheese man, cheese man Friday. So All like right. after we close at ten, we would just sit out on the turf and just like drink and cheese man, you know what I mean? <laughs> what a concept. Yeah, I know, right? I mean, like, it is, you know, it is what it is. It's fun and that's that's just another way that you build community, you know? That's and good. it's like you know, it's it goes back to just being authentic. It goes yeah. back to like Providing platforms for people to build relationships, providing platforms for people to build community. Well, it feels real. Yeah, and yeah. and you know what? One of the one of the best decisions I've ever made with the gym is adding picnic tables. I'm not even kidding. Like oh, yeah. adding picnic tables mm-hmm. for a place to to for people to sit. And, mm-hmm. and, right. And dude, these that are, was a these game are, changer, man. 
nice size. Yeah, they have tables. to be. You see some of the big guys? Like no, the no, 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 no. Tables you're used these are, to. These, these are, are like pretty big. built. These are for big. These are for they're, big. They're specimens. very well <laughs> reinforced. <laughs> yeah. We've got some big. We got some big dudes. Yeah, and, yeah, instead yeah. of two by four, it's like two four no, by eights or something like they're that. They're like they're, they're reinforced. They have to be. Uh, one thing. Speaking of platforms, I know that you guys have been growing on YouTube. You got a new. You got a creative director that's like. Going wild, man. Talk to <laughs> talk to me about my boy Carlos. Dude, shout dude. out, shout out to Los, man. Like shout out to Carlos <laughs> at Fotos Gallego. So, oh man, he, so what a character. Uh, he's insane, dude. <laughs> but you know what? You need people like that yes. around. Yeah. Yes, like you, you need, and for a lot of people, uh, for a lot of people, it can be too much. But like sometimes it's like, yo, this kid's got way too much energy. But, <laughs> but like for but for the gym that we have, yeah. You can't duplicate a Lowe's. Mm-hmm. You can't you can't duplicate the, the 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 amount of positivity that he brings to the table. Mm-hmm. You can't duplicate the amount of like him hyping you up. That's good. He just has this energy that's indescribable, man. And like so, yeah, like I so at the beginning, the social media started with just me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No playbook, no anything. I don't give. I even to this day, like in and I'm not and I'm being absolutely honest. Like I don't give. I don't give a shit about like followers. Like I. I yeah. don't, that doesn't do anything for me. I'm an old man. I always say, I'm an old, I don't care about that stuff. So like, there was no playbook. There was no template on how to do this social media. So, but the one thing I did know was that like, whatever I decide to do, is going to be authentic and mm-hmm. it's going to be me and it's going to be my personality. And I'm going to show things that I like of the gym. And like, so that was the, that was the playbook. The guy's principle. Yeah. It was simple. It was like, I'm going to do what I think is funny, what I think is good, what I think people want to hear, not giving two cents about what people are going to say. And believe mm-hmm. me, they say a lot. But, and then we got to the point, you know, we were able to get into a position where, where it was like, yo, okay, it's getting, it's becoming a lot. Like it's, it's, we don't have a TikTok. We don't have a YouTube. All we have is IG mm-hmm. and Facebook, but I don't even really have a Facebook because everything I post on IG automatically goes to Facebook. to Facebook. Yeah. Excuse me, this is pinche Sacala. <laughs> so, like, we, uh, we were lucky enough to be in a position where, so Los was uh, an employee first. Like, he worked mm-hmm. he worked mm-hmm. at the front desk, and he ran the gym. He worked at, just as a regular employee, and he was a, he was cold with the camera. So, he would, oh, be yeah. t- he would take He's pictures. He would take pictures, and I and. I knew it from the beginning. I was like, yo, this kid's special. Like, he's a talented kid. Like, he's a, he's a, I call him a kid. He's not a kid, but like, everybody who's, <laughs> he's like 38. Everybody who's kid. Like, no, no, everybody's like 20 years younger than me. I got, yeah, yeah. but like, anyway, so like, I knew that this, that Los was a very special, creative, uh, talented guy. And I was like, man, somebody's going to scoop him up. Like, it's just a matter of time before he gets, before a company hires him. And, mm-hmm. and, um, we were in, we, we basically, I told him, me, me and my wife told him, I was like, Lois, look, we, I want you to do, like, we got to get to this number in order for us to be able to give you this opportunity. Right. Once we get to this number, we're going to talk. You know what I mean? And like, we got to that number and it was like, okay, these are the things that we don't have. We don't have a YouTube. We don't have a TikTok and we need an in-house photographer and we need somebody that's going to be on the merch. And it worked out, man. Like, he, and it's so nice because, um, it, I also didn't really understand how much work it was going to be. Mm-hmm. So like, so oh, like yeah. Lowe's, Lowe's weekly does the vlog. There's a vlog every week mm-hmm. yeah. and he has, and I love it because he has his own vision as to like what it's going to be. And like it, that takes off, like, you know, pressure off me. So like, mm-hmm. but like having him around with the camera, it took some time to get, in. obviously I'm a, I love talking, obviously mm-hmm. like I'm fine with talking <laughs> and fine with like whatever's, but like, 
it's a lot of work having him like, all right, dude, this is what we're going to do today. We're going to close out this like, like, mm-hmm. what do we got? What do we got going on today? And it's because he'll just pop up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, you got to be ready. You got to be going. Yeah. But like it's showtime. Yeah, he handles he <laughs> handles our YouTube. He handles our TikTok. He handles all of the merch. He handles all of our creative direction. And uh, yeah, man, he's cool with it. So like the uh, content that I've seen has been really, really special. It's man. nice, man. And you can see like <laughs> if you go to the page, his, he's got his touch. Yeah. If you go to the page, you can see when Carlos started. Yes. <laughs> yes you, he's can got literally, his touch. you can literally see like, OK, this is all me. No fucking like no direct. And then all of a sudden you see this beautiful like, constri- you know, this organization of like. Yeah. So that yeah, he's killing it, man. And it's then, good how um how you said earlier is it's um you're you don't do it for the followers. You do it I don't without man. caring I, I anyone. Don't, I don't and care I, and that's, about that stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean my, my employees and Los and everybody else that I'm surrounded by, you know, they're like, Hey man, you know, you got a lot of followers. Like, I don't really care about that yeah. stuff. Like it's it's awesome and like and I'm grateful for it, but like it's not like it's not a big deal. The ultimate thing. It's not right. like it, what it is what it is. Like, I also love the fact that everything that we're doing with the gym is getting documented. That's like, good. that's really cool because, like, yeah. no matter how long this thing lasts, like, at least. You're leaving an imprint. They're going to be archived, yeah. and now I'm going to be able sure. to go back and be like, oh, shit, we did yeah. this. We that's did that's this. badass. It's so that's really yeah. cool. It's, it's the biggest, it's the biggest yeah. reason that we do what we do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the podcast, we, we want to create that, that mark. Yeah, you want to leave something. Like, you got to leave something, right? Yeah, and, and like, again, like, you cannot, you need, people need a person like Los around because, like, (laughs) he's just a lot of fun and he's so much positive stuff and, like, uh, and he's a talented, talented guy. Shout out to Los. Shout Shout out out to Los. Los. And then when you add him with Christina, who's my, who's the designer. Designer. And, like, creative director, designer. me, like, it just, it's a good team. It's a good yeah. team. Yeah. Good no, it team. sounds great. That's good. And, and, and I look forward to providing, I, I look forward to showing the mm-hmm. community what we have in store for y'all. Like, good. y'all, are, I'm excited about it. Well, uh, we can't wait to see, man. And, oh, yeah. and, and really, I, I'm i so happy that you got a chance to uh, come out here and, yeah. mm-hmm. and give your story and talk I to appreciate us. appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank y'all. This has been awesome. This, this has is, been dope. Man. I love, right. like, the just uh the conversations, oh, man. Yeah, for sure. like that's that's our I goal. It, for sure, man. our goal is to give you beer and just talk. <laughs> yeah, dude, just let and it. And that's the way it should let, be. Let, let it know? roll. You know, and uh, thank you. Thank I you. wanted just to touch on a little bit of the closing uh, question, yeah. question of the day. You know, we always want to leave a, a little question of the day for our, for our viewers and everybody. Um, Lift ATX, uh, community and strength, strength and community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is what does strength mean to you? Oh, strength. Strength means to me, you know, the first thing I thought about is mental strength. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that comes to mind. And again, like I'm a big uh, mental health advocate. So like (sighs) mental health comes to mind. Grit. I don't know. Like the word grit comes to mind. Life is hard. Mm -hmm. Challenges are going to happen. You're going to fail. A lot of things are going to knock you down. Whether it's school, whether it's job, whether it's your business, whether it's like your family, your friends, like Mm -hmm. hardships are going to happen. That's just part of life. Mm -hmm. But if you have grit and you go through these things and you come out on top, like you're just going to end up a better person in all of those aspects. Mm -hmm. So like grit is very important to me. And grit to me equals strength, equals mental strength. Strength in a strength in the fitness community for me is relative. Mm -hmm. 
there are just some strong fucking people in this world mm-hmm. when it comes to strength. Like when it comes to being strong, there are just some naturally just strong people and everybody's mm-hmm. strength. It's all relative. Like what's strong to what's heavy to you might not be heavy to somebody else. But I think strength uh, is uh, I'm just thinking of like going through going through life's hardships and coming out on top, like getting knocked down mm-hmm. and, and what because it's going to happen. Life can be dark. Like you can go through really dark times in your life, but if you're able to um, have grit and if you're able to like come out of it on top and and identify and be self aware of your own emotions and your feelings and be able to channel those emotions and feelings in a positive way, and you're able to surround yourself with positive people and keep your circle small, mm-hmm. that's strength. Like that that'll help you get stronger. That'll help you build your strength. So yeah, that's what comes to mind. What's up, man? What's up, man? What do you was was? What about you, Koke? No, I was actually, man. You said it perfectly, man. Like, yeah. grit. Yeah, it's grit, man. Grit, grit, pushing through it. Life's hardships, but then I also go back a little bit to to the motto of your gym. You know, strength of community, community. Yeah, and strength. A lot of times, you know, we're hit with these with these hardships and obstacles, and. Many times we can't do it on our own. No. So we, we have to rely on our communities. And you've mentioned it many times throughout this throughout this talk mm-hmm. that you've had a network of, of people, mm-hmm. of family, friends, of community in the industry that have helped you one yeah. way or another and have allowed you to get to the point to where you are now. So there's a lot of value to that. And and I, I want to commend you, man, on, on everything you. you've done and um, the honesty – and the authenticity you've shown in and just being yourself and just being in touch with uh, what's going on. You, you know, a lot of times, like we, we touched on some of the stereotypes mm-hmm. in our in our uh, like, you know, masculine Latino community, like mm-hmm. where you have to just man, man it out, like, yeah. mm-hmm. man up, man up. But many times it, it, you have to fall back on the community, fall back on your loved ones, yeah. and your friends and, and open up to what you're going through hardships we're going through so and it happens man like the Mm -hmm. support system is so important and like oh man we can talk i can talk about it more and more but like even starting a business like the amount of sacrifice you sacrifice a lot Mm -hmm. you sacrifice a lot when you when you choose to open a business Mm -hmm. you sacrifice time you sacrifice relationships you sacrifice friendships mm-hmm. especially during like covid especially mm-hmm. during like oh, all these strange yeah. uh political times that we that we still live in we're never mm-hmm. going to get out of it but like when you're focused on like my baby is the gym you know like and that's my focus and my focus is building a community but you have you give up a lot you give up a lot you know like there's a lot of sacrifice that comes with that and especially as that business grows and grows and grows mm-hmm. you sacrifice even more and more so it, uh, to bring it back home, it's important to have a very supportive mm-hmm. circle. Like, and the more and more that you sacrifice, the more and more that circle probably is going to get smaller and smaller. Yeah. Yeah. Like the more right. and more that you give up. And sometimes you sacrifice friends. Sometimes you sacrifice family. Sometimes you sacrifice relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot. And it's a lot to think about. And it's a lot to navigate. But like, it just shows that it's so much more important to have a positive support system. Like you yeah. got to have it. You got to yeah. have it. Yeah, I think like for me, strength is when knowing to put yourself in the uncomfortable situations. Yes. They're gonna make you grow. 
Yes, and having people in your circle that are going to tell you no, mm-hmm. not yes, not yes, not people. just yes, people. not mm-hmm. just yes people, because yeah. that's easy to do. It's the, you've yeah, like you need checks and balances in yourself. You need people that you trust their you trust their opinion. You trust their ju- mm-hmm. especially people like me who are big idea people who like have these visions of mm-hmm. like doing all these big things at my gym. I need people to be like Daniel. Are you sure that's the smartest decision? Like, are you sure you want to? Are you have you thought this through? Like I need people like that yeah. because like sometimes my brain is just like too much big picture. Yeah. And but again, it comes back down to your support system and and to have people in your corner that are going to be mm-hmm. real with you, going to be honest with you, you're going to be able to that are okay and comfortable telling you that's a stupid idea. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's important, man. That's like it's so important especially in the in in starting your own business, any business. Well, that's great, man. I think you, I think you touched on a lot of important aspects, mm-hmm. including some parting words on people trying to start out something on their yeah. own. Yeah, yeah, man. Be authentic. Be authentic. There we go. So have your support system. Keep your support system small. Be authentic, and um, I say that all the time. And that's all I keep saying. Like, if you're passionate enough about something, then you can make it successful if you're passionate enough. It's going to take work. It's going to take drive. It's going to take all that stuff. It's, you're going to become, you need to become an expert problem solver because mm-hmm. that's what happens. You're yeah. going to, you just solving problems all day. But, uh, I think authenticity is a big deal, at least for me. Like I mm-hmm. think people really fuck with authenticity and I think people really gravitate towards authenticity because they can, they can read, they can read the bullshit. They can, they're, they know when somebody's BSing. Mm-hmm. They know when somebody's lying. And I think it, another big thing is know your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Know when know the the parts of your life and the skills that you lack, so that you can get people in your corner that can help you with those mm-hmm. skills. That's very important because there's only so much a person can do. There's only so much that I'm capable of doing in my brain. And like, it's important to to be self aware mm-hmm. of your weaknesses. It's important to like know where you lack, so that you can find people that are going to support that and that can help. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. It's good. Well said, Daniel. Thank you. Man. This has been a great episode. It's been a very good episode. I've had so much fun, man. Like, hey. I appreciate you coming by. Thank Thank you. Thank you for. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Dude, I've I've had a blast. I've had a blast. Thank Thank you so much. I think our guest director did great. She did good. There we go. And any any inputs or outputs? (laughs) (laughs) See? That's what those are the kind of friends you need. All right, y'all. So uh, please be sure to follow. Yeah, like and subscribe to Otra Por Favor. Um, we appreciate you guys for listening. We appreciate all the feedback we've gotten from all of our uh, friends and family and people that just give us a shout out. Um, shout out to this man, Daniel Nejosa. Look, look out for Lift ATX. <laughs> Yo, y'all follow Come us, man. Through. Come through. Let's do it. Come through. Yeah. If what? you ever need to get a hold of me, like I'm the run that runs the IG yeah. page, shoot me a DM. Like. Follow the page. Where's uh where's the before where's the uh gym located at? Yes. The the gym is located in the heart of East Austin on the corner of Springdale Road and Airport Boulevard. It looks like okay. it's inside of a car lot because it's inside of a yeah. car lot. Inside of a car yeah. lot. So it's right there on the corner. <laughs> it's inside of a car lot. But like we 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 our building is on the left side of the building. And uh yeah, come through man, follow us. You know, check out our YouTube channel. Like we we're like on episode eleven or something, they come out every Wednesday and yeah. All right. It's been fun. Check it out, man. Thank you. And uh, before we head out, I just want to also say a uh, shout out to the Murga. They released their uh, all of the songs that are in the stadium. Oh, that's right. They are actually on Spotify. Oh, so shit. 
Carl Lammers actually came up with a great idea before everything started, before the first game, and wanted to bring it in here. So now every song that you hear there is going to be there in Spotify, so you can check it out. Um, and everyone that, you know, plays in the Murga and Los Verdes, you know, just awesome. keep going at it. So a lot of it is just community community involvement. And I think for me, that's that's a key. Um, that's why I like being part of them. But Otro Por Favor is there as well. So thank you for everyone that's listening. Uh, support también, se cuidan. Y nos vemos mañana. Adiós. Esto es otra, por favor. This is one more.